I'm Lightning, he's Holman. This is the Truck Show Podcast, episode number 257. It's going to be a doozy. I'm warning you right now, strap in because it's going to be bumpy and long. Hey, do I need to have my microphone on mm, for this? Or are you, yeah. you got this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll handle it. I mean, you were talking. I didn't even have my headphones on. I didn't have my microphone on. It doesn't on. matter. I'm going to talk. Like, are you starting the no show without listening. me? Yeah, I'm, of course I am. All right. Yeah. Fine. All right. You well, don't need to be listening as long I'm, as they're listening. I will listen to the edit, and I'll go back to doing what I was doing. I'll talk to you <laughs> Wait, wait. You need the mic. No, I, I'm good over here. No, no, no. Bring the mic back over. I, bring the mic over because I need your reaction you on something. Started the show can I give you a gift? Out me. Can I can I start the show by giving Mr. Sean Holman a very small token of my appreciation? Oh, why does this feel like it's a setup? It's not a. Oh yeah, let's see if it's a setup. You ready? Yep. Hold on. Yep. I'm gonna present this small packet mm. to you. Truck Show Podcast stickers. Oh, with the QR code. Look All right, but at where that. Do, where does the QR code now, go? Now, say that out loud. You mumbled it. Those are- It's the. It's a slap sticker with those the logo. Are, you, how long have you wanted slap stickers? Since day one. Since day one. So what's the QR code? The QR code goes to our podcast page. On Libsyn. Libsyn on Libsyn right now. I figure that wouldn't be changing. Now, I can change the QR code. That's a live dynamic link. Mm. So in the event that we get truckshowpodcast.com fired up. We are getting that fired up. So that's going to go to that page that at some point. That doesn't have to be secret. Oh, it doesn't? No, we're getting truckshowpodcast.com. Okay. It's, it's going to be part of the thing. So anyway, that QR code. So if you slap that up Whether in Goffs, California. gets played on wherever, it. Wherever, well, it, it will be. So wherever you slap that sucker up, point your camera at it, it'll take you right to the podcast. Hmm. I want you to start even smacking the, those things up. It even does have the uh, the correct logo that has the right holes in it, or the headphones, because the early ones of our logo Dude, did I, not have that. I did because I didn't print those stickers. I know these I printed. But I'm saying, if you look around the studio, look behind you at the logo behind you. On I the know the headphones the were headphones screwed were up, right. and I, there th- you go, right those there. are I did it. I made those. They're good. Okay, those are solid slappers. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's not the reaction I expected. All right, I'll start the show. Uh, I will start okay. the show at the moment we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lightning used his truck. <laughs> Off-road. Actually happened. Yeah. But yeah. then he complained about how many rocks were hitting the side of it with his new wheel and tire fitment that sticks out further. Well, they the uh, they do a little more negative offset than, I, than I'd like. All right. But Let's that's, no, that's no I fault box, of anyone's. Ibox Springs, 37-inch yeah. Toyo Open yes. Country RT uh, Trails. That's correct. On 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, flow form HRE wheels. Yep, FT1s. Okay. So I love the tires. The tires are sure-footed, both in the dirt and on the street. E- even though the, the tread is tall, it I never felt like, you know when you get off-road tires, brand new set of like mud trains or something, and when you turn, it feels like you can feel the the tread bend a little bit and they're not it's just not that responsive it takes a second turn the wheel and you just feel like that would be sidewall squirm sidewall squirm thank you i knew there was a term for it you turn and it takes a second for the truck to actually there's like a steering latency your turn takes a minute and that's why you're supposed to use your throttle to rotate the rear around sir uh well you don't want to do that on the street Sure you do. Yeah, sure, I guess you can. Yeah, now that you say that, yeah, of course you would. Anyway, so I was I was very impressed. They're quiet. We've been saying that. This no is flats? Proof. No flats, Did luckily. you scratch up your wheels? I did not scratch up my wheels. Did you scratch I it? Did, did you get I, brush scratches on the side of that I thing? I did take some alternate like uh, lane choices on, on my, my t- on my, my line uh-huh. choices, yes, where I avoided rocks. But and how'd the expel do? My kid, hold on a second, one thing at a time. My kid's like, you know, Dad, you can go right over those rocks. 
I'm like, yeah, but if it hits the wheel, I'll feel bad. I'm going to cry. Because what did I tell you prior to going that you did not do? Uh, what did I, I, I don't know. What did I not do? I told you, put your, your stock wheels and tires back on so you'd have a spare. Oh, yeah. And then if you messed them up, you wouldn't care. I wanted to and do that. And then I saw and pictures of it with the 37s and I was like, you all know, right. Didn't have time. I just didn't have time. And I also wanted to get some photos and make sure everything worked. And I wanted the, and the Toyos are on the new wheels. Right. So I didn't want to not use the Toyos. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get photos for our friend Alex at HRE. Yeah, I saw your so, photos were good. Yeah, it, they were covered in dust and it looked rad. And uh, so we beat him up. And Did now, you clean I, the truck yet? No, it's still filthy. Still dirty? Because yeah, I am curious filthy. how your ceramic coated uh, from the Expel Fusion ceramic coating at Brian and SoCal Tint. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how easy it'll be to clean because- this past week, I dropped mine off, and uh, Brian did all the plastics and ceramic coat, and then also the wheels, and now my wheels are super smooth like yours. So the flares, mm-hmm. virtually no dust on them. That's kind of weird. Mm. And uh, mirror caps, mm-hmm. virtually no dust on them. It didn't even stick to it. The person who will find out about the dust not sticking to the Expel is Rob, who's detailing the truck tomorrow. So ask Rob, and I need to know on the next show, how the wheels did how the cleanup is on your expel mm-hmm. i still haven't taken mine to a car wash yet i've just hosed it off in the driveway and okay. used the the expel chemicals mm-hmm. it's been great it's beautiful it looks brand yeah. new yeah so i like haven't even taken to a real car wash it's so funny should. i park it at you know at work and and like at least a dozen people came up and said you finally took it in the dirt yeah see it's like yeah exactly and i it was how that feel it was amazing okay how are the scratches on it? I didn't get any scratches because Not- I wasn't, no, I was on just regular, th- there wasn't much brush where I was All right. driving. All right. And I'm, I was Because it's been thrilled. cold. It's been cold and rainy lately out here in SoCal. Mm-hmm. So your Expel, I'm guessing if it did get scratched, it hasn't had time to self-heal yet. Uh, no, it, it wouldn't have self-healed and I didn't take a hair dryer even. So no, none of that happened yet, hmm. but I did What kind have, of test is this? Well, it was a test more of the suspension and the wheels and All the right, tires. All right, springs, and, how'd they do? They actually feel better than stock. And I, I really enjoyed them. If, if I put you in the truck, I don't think you would notice that they weren't stock, did, but- Did you ever jump a, it? Did you a, feel the tire, the wheels droop out? No, I didn't jump, but I definitely got deep- but I don't think I, I, I know I never left the ground. Hmm. And that's not on purpose. It's just I didn't come in any contact with it. And also, I didn't get fast enough on dirt because I didn't want to spray the hips, you know, my, mm. my rear fenders with rocks. And so I ordered some f- mud flaps from, um, rock blocks. from Rock Blocks. Thank you. And the ones that I told you to order, you go, those are ugly. And I'm like, I, you won't care when you're off-road. Nope, I, I wouldn't have cared. And I ordered the XLs that are wider in the front, yep. so I wouldn't be spraying rocks. And, of course, I left on Friday, and the rock blocks got there on Saturday. So I couldn't put those on, and I drove like a ground on the dirt. And my kid was like, let's tear it up. And I go, I don't want to just obliterate the paint knowing that I've got these protectors, these I had no protection on our long-termer, and I whomped it. Copious amount of times in the rear fenders and paint were fine. Well, it so was, you could have done it. Yeah. I No, listen, I've already taken, just when I was up in Big Bear at the Toyo event, I've pitted like through, almost through some of the Expel. So on my rear fenders, I had them add an extra sheet of 10 I know, mil. I know. And I'm going to do the same thing. So, so uh, you're, you're a trendsetter. So. After the show, I'm going to take you on. I'm going to show you the little dings that are in the Expel. And had I not had the Expel 
the paint protection film mm-hmm. on the truck, it would have chipped the paint oh, 100%. I've, guaranteed. I've got, I've got little rips on my leading edge of my fenders, the front uh, fenders. Yeah. Just from rocks from driving home from Michigan. Right. So there's a couple. They're tiny, but you can feel it with your hand yeah, but, like when you go clean it. But stuff. you've got – so this is a black truck. As soon as you get out of the primer, it's white or or that gray color. Uh, mine and it's is so obvious. Yeah, and re- mine's red, and the primer's orange and gray. So, it's pretty obvious. It too. looks hideous when it's pitted. So yeah. I'm super thankful. It's already paid for itself in my mind. Yeah. Well, while you were out doing that, I was uh, in the garage. Uh, did you see my uh, photo of my hand all bloody from yep. pulling up trim and stuff? I saw that. So uh, I finished the Soundskins install on the doors. So I had done the uh, the the floor. Mm-hmm. And now the doors are just, the whole Jeep is done, and wow, is it quiet. I am around. Can I guess? Yeah. I'm going to guess you are at four, four, four and a half dB. So. Four, five, five dB. The high, the high end was at 75, I think even 78, is at 76 decibels. 75 okay. was around 75 decibels. And that's, I think. It was on the highway, quiet right? Quiet mode, highway. Now, with the headliners, I did the hothead headliners. Mm-hmm. I did the sound skins on the doors and then the floor. And then I had a little extra material. So I did a little bit of the tailgate and I filled in some areas that weren't covered just because I figured, well, I got extra material. And now, unscientifically, because I just did a quick run, I didn't do the same route I had done when I did the baseline. It's about five, five and a half. So oh. I, at, at 70. I'm right at 70, 69, 70. At mm-hmm. 75, I'm at 70, 71, which is – five decibels is a lot. I don't know if there's a way to describe five decibels, but the quality of sound is is different now. Mm-hmm. So everything in there feels muted. The stereo sounds clear. There's less noise like when a, uh, a big rig passes you. Mm-hmm. You don't hear it coming through the doors anymore. The thud on the door is completely deadened. And then the uh, the, the last thing that I would say is – the exhaust actually sounds better. The exhaust sounds awesome, but under wide open throat, there's like a there's like a, a real edge to it. It dulled the edge, and so yeah. So just from an auditory, it's just I can tell driving that thing. It's just going to be so much more pleasant on long trips and, and things like that. So I did that. I also installed the Taser. Mm-hmm. So I got oh, the uh, damn, Taser the Mini Taser. JL. Okay. So uh, I I haven't had a chance to play with it, but I did all my hot buttons on the dash. Tell me you got uh, light show going. I did get the light show going. <laughs> I think number three is my favorite. Oh, really? Yep. You, did, you didn't make a custom one? Uh, no, I haven't done a custom Would one. Would you like me to make you a custom one? Um, no, I know how to it. do it now. I used the laptop and so I'm yeah, like so handy I, dandy. So I upgraded my firmware before I put it in on the laptop. So it's got all the latest stuff, the new pin lock and all that stuff. I haven't tried that yet because I'm scared. Okay. Uh, You're going to have to do it. No, I know. I want to see You do how, have a high theft vehicle, as I, they say. I want to do it. Uh, I want to see how easy it is to turn it on and off. The reason being, daily driving, it's in my garage. I don't care. But if I got to park in a sketchy neighborhood or something like that, I want to be able to turn it on really quick. So I don't know how easy it is to toggle. I got to play with that. Yeah, it's fairly straightforward. And then I uh, swapped out my uh, my worn uh, hook on my winch for a Factor 55 Ultra Hook. So those things are pretty badass. Do we also. know someone at Factor 55? Uh, we do. Justin Andrews. Who's oh, that's been right. He's been show. on the show. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he had sent me one of those a while back, and then I ended up selling my Jeep. So I kept this, knowing I would put it on the uh, the new Jeep. So uh, so yeah. So and then I uh, pre-wired. My um, radios that are in it, my my I've got a Midland and a uh, Rugged, and then I also pre-wired my coax, uh, the radios, the uh, rear light. Where are you putting your Midland? 
So my Midland will be under the passenger seat. Okay. And so I ran all the wires and coax. Uh, Britt at American Venture Lab is making me a plate to mount it on. Okay. And then- under- I heard he was also making me a plate to mount it on. I don't think so. And then okay. under the- Can he? Can um, I ask him? Uh, it's either that or I'm going to have to put it in the center console and I'm concerned that it's going to overheat. No, it won't overheat. No, it won't? No. Even with no airflow in the center console? Nah, it won't overheat. Really? Okay. So then uh, under the uh, the passenger seat, I'll have a ARB compressor, and then in the back, we'll have 60 amp hour lithium uh, house battery and a Red Arc BCDC. So when I go to see Brit, I've already pre-wired 90% of the truck. So we can just mount stuff and then start hooking it up. I don't have to pull the interior out again to to bring wires to where they need to be and all that. So that was my whole last weekend. And uh, my fingers, I, all that trim, I've got cuts all over. I had blood all over my head. I kept looking. I kept leaving blood everywhere. And I'm like, what's bleeding That's now? That's the worst because, you'll yeah, it's on the yeah. paint. They smashed my finger when I, I was on see the that. You got, yeah. a, you got a black spot oh, where yeah. the- uh, That's yep, a good one, too. A bruise under the fingernail. That oh, hurts. Yeah. So that's that's like, the si- like half the size of a penny. Like, mm-hmm. it's giant. That's like almost dime size, dude. Really I have gnarly. so much stuff to install on the uh, on the TRX still. I just haven't done it. I've got my uh, fabricated battery box from uh, Brawler Fab. I keep promising Bill I'm going to put that in, and it's got the ARB compressor mount yep. and the PCM mount. Yep. Oh my God! I've got the. I, I am. By the time you're hearing this, I have just put in my. Um, well, because I moved to Mexico, I put in my uh, Billet Technologies catch can uh-huh. because I have a uh, I live in Tijuana now. Yeah, and then uh, let's see here. I also have the uh, Brawler Fab behind the grill light mount, so I can put my uh, rigid 360 series LEDs kind of hidden behind the grill. I'm nice. super stoked on that. Oh my god, I have the EGR roll track that I still have to put on. Oh, geez, dude, put that thing on. I they sent you like a month god. ago. I know. I've had it's been sitting on a pallet. I just need someone to help me. It's a two-man job. Oh, well. I'm, technically, it's a one-man job, but, like, just for picking it up and moving it around, well, that, that part's a two-man just job. Just call me. Like, I'll come over and help you lift that thing. Do you want to help me put it in? I, I can. That'd make a good video. All right. Where are we going to put it? What do you mean, where are we going to put it? Where are we going to put the video? On our one of our YouTube channels. Should we Maybe start a truck show podcast? podcast one or put it on truckshowpodcast.com in the future? Yes. Just saying. I agree Something we should do that. Where we wish we could do that. I also idea. bought a shed. So uh, just super busy over here, And uh, but we can talk about that, that later. Is that shed going to be used as a shed or something mm, else? Uh, it's going to be used for crafting. I see. Crafting. Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, scrapbooking? Scrapbooking, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think that's I heard fair. you were a scrapbooker. I am definitely a scrapbooker. All right. Uh, we have to say thank you to Nissan, our presenting sponsor, because they have been with us since the beginning, and we love their trucks. So if you love uh, pickup trucks the way we love pickup trucks, you want to head down to your local Nissan dealer where you can check out the Nissan Frontier, the Nissan Titan, or the Nissan Titan XD. Of course, the Titans come with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, and you can build and price any of the trucks at NissanUSA.com and you can select uh, my favorite right now, which is a Pro 4X Frontier. By the way, I'm seeing Frontiers freaking everywhere. Like, I thought, like, six months ago, we're like, I'm seeing them everywhere. I see them five times a day now. And every time I see one, I'm like, that's a good-looking little truck. And I'm starting to see more parts for the Frontier. So I think uh, we agree that uh, we're excited to see them built up. Uh, I think I'd like to see one built up on the Truck Show podcast. We would need Nissan to help us with that. Hmm. All right, moving right along. Hey, Holman, uh, you're going to trip out on this. You know, Banks, for how many years, has been known as the diesel company, right? Yep. Uh, If I told you the number of 
sports cars, sedans, and SUVs that have ordered parts from banks lately, you'd, you'd, it will blow your mind. Well, I'm guessing they all suffer from a case of the pedal sluggies. <laughs> the pedal sluggies. Yeah, I don't know if that's an official term, but look, if you step down on the pedal and it takes forever for the car or truck to respond, that's what Holman's talking about. In some cases, the manufacturer actually builds this in on purpose, and the pedal monster gets rid of it. When you install a pedal monster, the car truck does what you actually tell it to do. Your input has an effect immediately. And it is the only one on the market that has active safety, right? That is absolutely true. Dude, you can pull the power as you're driving down the freeway, and it just automatically defaults to stock. The pedal monster is designed so that if it loses power, you just go back to stock and keep driving. All right, so where can I get one of these wonderful pedal uh, devices lighting? You go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model. Well, I dig that lighting. And you know what else I dig? Ah, uh, you dig with shovels! Shovels! Yes. All right, well, if you're looking for a really rad shovel for your truck, you want to go to demosproshoveltools.com. Because you can't put on a goofy shovel. It's got to be a rad shovel. got to have a rad shovel. So uh, Demos is known for their awesome made-in-the-USA metal rad shovels, steel powder coat, aluminum powder coat. You can get them in Cerakote. You can get them in stainless steel. There's the Alpha 4 for snow. There's the Delta shovel. There's the compact Delta for your truck. Everything you need. Now, these are folding, telescoping shovels that take up almost no space. Yes. So Demos Pro Shovel Tool solves the biggest shovel problem you can have, which is not having one when you need it. Mm. Because most shovels, like your Home Depot shovels, you know, the one that you dig holes with in the yes, desert. Yes, right. They take up too much space. They're not easy to I mount anything. I did that. I had, I had that problem. Do you have a loose shovel in your truck? Yes. And you know what the bummer is? It is every time you hit a bump, it jumps up in the air? No, and... no, no, no. It's it's pointy and it freaking leaves marks <laughs> in the bed and it scratches everything it's near. Listen, Demos makes badass shovels that are full size and fully collapsible that fit on every truck rack or gearbox so you're always prepared for off-road recovery or to leave no trace or leave it better when you're camping. The best part... They're super durable and backed with a money-back guarantee and a lifetime warranty. Are they cheap? No. No, <laughs> but they're worth it. As our friend Susan Piper at Demos says, buy once, cry once. So <laughs> listen, uh, Demos and Susan are offering Truck Show podcast listeners an awesome deal on shovels for the holidays. All you need to do is put in the discount code TRUCKSHOW at demosproshoveltools.com when you're ordering your new shovel. And uh, Susan and the gang will give you a 10% discount. Bargain. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. So, Holman, I'm going to be upfront about this one. This is going to be a weird interview for me because I booked this guy. I don't know Sean Lucero, but I started interacting with him on the TRX Facebook group, Ram 1500 TRX. And every time I brought up a part, talked about anything, saw anything having to do with aftermarket parts, here he is, knowing a lot of stuff. And then I went to a Raptor group. There he is, talking a lot of stuff. And I, I, by stuff, I mean intelligently talking about parts, this one versus that one. And then he would always end it with, hey, I've got those in stock. And I'm like, how do you have everything in stock? And then I did a little bit of research, and he works at Rogue 
off-road in Las Vegas. And it turns out these guys have quite a history uh, on dealing and testing and proving off-road capable parts. So I figured, I got questions. Maybe my man Holman does too. So let's call up Sean Lucero at Rogue Off-Road in Vegas and see what he's doing. I'll just hang out for the ride. Nope. This is Sean. Sean, Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's up? Hey, how's it going? Outstanding. Now that we've got you on the phone, appreciate you uh, carving out some time for us. Hey, we've got a yeah. quick jingle before we can get into it, so don't move. Okay. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts, and your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you'll want to come back. But I guess this is the parts department. Never been more the parts department than talking Th- to Sean. Than a shop that has a department that installs parts. So parts, exactly. All right, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, uh, Sean, but they were singing parts department. That's Anyway, um, yep. it was kind of weird. Like, I- I'm hanging out on Facebook, as I was telling our audience just a few minutes ago, that I, I just kept seeing your name pop up. and like, this guy seems to know about Raptor. Oh, wait, he seems to know a lot of stuff about Tundras and Tacomas and TRXs. And I go, hmm. And then I and then I realize I click through to your profile. I was like, oh, he works at Rogue Off-Road in Vegas, which explains a little bit. Which so, absolutely has zero off-roading anywhere nearby. Definitely see, cannot trust a guy who's in a city that's not adjacent to the desert and all the amazing trails. You see, trails. that's not actually true. It's oh, just all desert. It's all desert. Every, all trails he, everywhere. Right behind his building So what is you're probably a saying trail. is that he might know a thing about, or two. About, got it. Got yes, it. Yeah. Before, Either that or I stayed in at one of those hotels and then, you know. Yeah, Holiday Express. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't want to mention the name because, you know, like, why plug them? But, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I listen. I'm a IHG Points member, and they've always taken good care of me. So Holiday Express, uh, the hotel for weary travelers here on the Truck yeah. Show Podcast. <laughs> that that, that my part. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I don't think they're going to give you any extra points for plugging them. So you know how you go to like most off-road shops, and mm-hmm. uh, you like go to Yelp, and everybody, there's no nothing good. They're all bitching because customers suck. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Off Road has a solid uh, four and a half on, uh, on Yelp, which is- Four like, and a half stars? Yeah, which is really like a real world 12. So, <laughs> so kudos to you guys for yeah. uh, actually having rad customers that believe in you. I, I got I to gotta know something. So, Sean, when I Google Rogue Off-Road and I, uh, I go on uh, Google Earth, well, whatever, it's Street View, and I yeah. look at the beautiful blue tundra out in front of your shop, and then I see a dude in all black walking, just strutting his stuff, holding a, uh, a Diet Pepsi, and his, yeah. face, his face is blurred out. Is that you? No, it is not me. That's an <laughs> actual customer of ours. Oh, damn. How yeah. cool would that be when the Google Street, you know, what are they called? The, the Street View. The Street View. Yeah, little, Street View. It's got the globe. By. Yeah, it's a globe on top of the little uh-huh. Honda Civic, whatever the hell it is. RAV4. Yeah. RAV4. I mean, they roll through. Yeah, and it's you on camera. Darn. Honestly, like, if if I knew that was happening at that time, it would have probably been a little more provocative. Oh, I would have moved the like, hell out of that thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'll tell you I'll so. tell you a funny story. So my dad <laughs> and uh, and mom got a ring camera. And okay. uh, they got a ring camera kind at, of, at the front door? A little late, late to the party. Okay. And my dad's friend from work, Jeff, 
came running by one day and mooned the camera for my mom and dad. <laughs> so I want to say, but I, I can't remember if my dad returned the favor on his run nearby Jeff's house uh-huh. or if my dad had actually started it by mooning Jeff's camera first. So I, I'm, I'm fuzzy on the details, but I yeah. do know that when there are cameras around, the, the moon should always come up. I'm looking at the same uh, Street View camera and I'm thinking, well, which building is it? I'm spinning around a 360 and then I look and I see there's a forerunner parked. And then I look a little deeper. I zoom all the way in, and I see what looks to be, I, it looks like a, it looks like a Nissan, and then I see what looks to be a blurred out Rogue logo on it. And I think, oh, well, I found the right place. You guys are both online and brick and mortar, correct? You do have a showroom, is that right? Yes, we do. Okay, what's the history behind Rogue, and how did you get to where you guys are today, and and what's your role? Unfortunately, um, the owner, which also identifies as the janitor, <laughs> the fireman, because I put out fires, I'm also marketing and uh, everything else, you know, um, that goes along with it. That's my role. Um, I try to keep this thing operating, um, you know, and going. Uh, Turns and out it's hard. Got- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it- it's pretty difficult. Uh But how we got here is I've just always been into cars since I was a teenager and uh, done different things. Like I was explaining today, you know, I kind of started in the mini truck here and low rider scene and then kind of. You don't you don't know this. You don't know. Hold up. Hold up. Hold on. Hilarious. Um, We have this thing on the show where we had everybody from Aaron Kaufman and Mike Finnegan on up to uh, Kindig and and all those guys. And yes. random shop owners like yourself and people we've met along the way and people with interesting stories, 90 freaking percent of them all started in mini trucks. And so it's yeah. the theme throughout the store yeah, that we were we were all mini trucks. mini trucks at some point. <laughs> so we just we, yeah. we laugh every time a guest that we don't know has that history because it's amusing to us that uh, through all this, we'll, we'll meet a new friend. They're like, oh, yeah, so I was a mini trucker. You're like, ah, of course you were. Yeah. And and so we just, I, I kind of evolved from there, you know. I, well, wait, hold on a moment. I, wait, stop. Wait, you can't blow past the mini truck thing. Sean. What did you build? What did, what did you, you build? Drive? What did you drive? Was it, were you so a Nissan or a Toyota guy or an S10 my guy? My first vehicle, it was an 86 Toyota pickup, 22RE engine. Okay. Uh, put like a four inch lowering kit. And back then, like, I had to figure it out. I was 15 years old. Had to figure out how to lower this thing and uh, dropped it, put some, I think it was like KMC wheels on it. It was back when they had like the Terminator wheels that came out. So it was like put some wheels on it, had it lowered, um, took some of the lowrider styling that I liked and diamond tucked the interior. Okay, so like I feel like the Terminator wheels were one of this one. We're one of the ones. Hold on, let me get over here. We're one of the ones that was super played out. Oh, snap. I remember those. And then the follow up on the world super played out was the KMC Stealths. Those things were everywhere after the Terminator. <laughs> Although in Vegas, I mean, you guys were, I want i don't want to say later to the mini truck scene, but- No way. We, Vegas is so close to SoCal. You think it just bled right over? A hundred percent. That in the in the river and all that, all the Havasu stuff. Oh, like, I guess so. All those yeah. guys were, all the California mini truckers went there. So like, I feel like Vegas and parts of Arizona were all part of the same West Coast scene at the same time. But they're, you, they're not like the Midwest that was like a couple years but, behind. But did you, ha- but that back then you couldn't go- online to buy the parts you had to go like in a magazine and order it or go into la like i can't imagine there was that many 
you know, chop shops and stuff in, in Vegas. Or Are they the, chop shops? Or, I mean, I'm just calling them chop shops. But <laughs> Why? Like, yeah, where you go but to get lowered. Where are you lowered. shopping at? Where are you shopping? Yeah, at? no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I got that for you, or I will tomorrow. Give me, give me about twelve hours. <laughs> give me twelve hundred bucks, and I'll have it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's funny. Yeah, I mean that—that's what I drove around, ordered the stuff uh, through a magazine. Um, had to wait, you know. That—that that was like my introduction into like the parts world and customizing is, you know, like I tease my kids, like and other kids. I'm like, you guys have it easy. You guys have the internet. Yeah, like, no kidding. I used to have to buy months and months of magazines to like form my ideas of what I wanted to do and go back and forth. And now you just kind of Google search it and boom, you can see what you want and get an idea of what it looks like. And back then we just had, you know, you had to run down and buy each month of magazines to kind of go through and filter out what you wanted and what was available and hope that it worked and looked good and yeah. Oh, so you don't you don't know this, uh, Sean? Maybe you do, but so Sean, sitting across from me, uh, Holman, worked in the magazine. Still has worked in the magazine industry for twenty five ish years or something like that. At the height of the scene, when those, uh, what was the thickest magazine that ever existed? At the, probably Truckin back in truckin'? the yeah, early two thousands. About truckin'. yeah. For I think our biggest issue that I remember was like August of oh four, maybe something like that. It was like four hundred. And 60-something pages. Damn. We used to make, I remember off that, you would make um, more than a million dollars an issue in ad revenue back then. Yeah. I mean, just crazy. And I remember we used to, it was funny, we'd have lots of uh, companies who'd be like new guys and start their brick and mortar and they'd want to advertise the magazine. And they would ask us, well, like, how do I know what to put in my ads? Because we always recommended rotating the ads, keep them fresh and stuff. It was always, look at AIM Industries- which that's a whole other story. Game industry, dude. That, that I don't Joe, Joe Morrow. I, I, I won't. I'm not going to get As into as in A M E or A I M. Okay. I won't get into uh, anything that's slanderous because uh, that dude. Anyway, um, or <laughs> follow Four Wheel Parts and watch what they're promoting because they had yeah. such huge, you know, basically marketing departments that had their finger on the pulse of what was selling or what needed to sell. Well, they could make. They hits. were they were setting the trend. So we always told people come and watch what Four Wheel Parts is doing in their ads and then follow suit. And so a lot of times you would see that in the magazines back in the day. But yeah, no, it was it was crazy. We you know I remember on staff we had ten or twelve people on staff at Trucking back in the day and. Just, well, I just nuts. wonder because you don't really go to, you know, again, four wheel parts or something dot com or four wp dot com and, and print out something and hang it on your wall and lust after it like you did with magazines where you'd literally r- rip a page out of a magazine and go, those are the control arms I want or that's the that's the lift block I want for the rear or those are the coilovers, whatever. Like you would lust after those parts for months and eventually, you'd buy it. You could rip it off your wall. Yeah, it might be Christmas present from your parents or All birthday that. or yeah. something. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. matter how good you make a wish list online on any of these websites. And I'm not saying that Rogues is in a – but, like, it just – like, people don't save stuff like that. They don't print it out and enjoy it and lust after it the same way. I don't know. that. So that part is uh, – I'm sad to see that go, but uh, I guess our kids will never know about that stuff, right? It's like the Sears, yeah. Sears catalog when we were really – I'm dating us now, but – the Sears catalog. I will not like, date you. Sorry. No. I mean, dude, the Sears I'm catalog. Married. If you were in Legos, you go like, like page 394 and there's all the Lego kits that were coming out that year. It's just like, oh my God, circle, highlight, rip it out. So Sean, how did you get from that scene into 
this massive warehouse of parts. How did you well, start I this whole thing? Massive warehouse of parts. So let's downplay that okay. quite a bit. How did you get but, to this closet of where? <laughs> um, so just being in the automotive industry, like I went, you know, I, I started working for a body shop as a teenager and he got me into racing. He was a racer. He got me into racing and I hated it. I was like, this is dumb. You know, like I just want to cruise and go slow and like park my vehicle and have a bunch of chicks come check it out. And, um, which doesn't really happen. It's all guys that come and check it out now, but, True, sadly. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I did that and then kind of just evolved through different things, ended up doing a lot of like the import uh, scene stuff when like Hondas were coming up and coming, worked with a couple of like race teams, built some really fast cars, set some world records, got into drifting a little bit. And then, uh, do you yeah, hold any of those records still? Uh, well, I mean, I, I was part of the team yeah, that yeah. did it. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't really kept up on it. But, you know, we had like six Wallies, like NHRA Wallies that we won, you know, which is cool because, like, not a lot of people can say they have like Wallies to their name. And yeah, right. I can't say that. Yeah. Like, I moved to Houston, Texas and was working out there and we we're building some cool cars. And uh, there was an evacuation and, you know, for one of the hurricanes and I was like stuck in a car trying to evacuate. And I remember sitting there saying, you know what? It'd be cool. Like all these guys in Vegas used to have these pre-runner trucks, you know, like if I had one of those, I could just drive on side of the road and like bypass hours and hours long. You know, I was in traffic for like 20 hours. I was like, I could blow by on the side of the road. Shortly after that, I got a call to help out. Um, a Baja race team through BF Goodrich went to help them out for Baja flew back to Houston after we helped them out, went and bought me a truck and then, uh, yeah, kind of got into the truck thing. And then next thing you know, I started racing and needed to feed that, you know, I was racing trophy truck and off-road, you know, started doing stuff on the side because I like building vehicles. Well, did you, were you building your own trophy truck? I mean, those things are hundreds no. of thousands of dollars. No, no, no. I, I was just one of the guys that like was helping out. And for a while, like I helped a company that does rentals uh, for uh, race trucks and stuff like that. So basically, like they were already built. I would just put them together and maintain them and prep them is what we call it. It's a lot then, of work. Uh, yeah. And then I like I was racing trophy truck with a, a gentleman who passed away. His name is Pete Soren. Yeah. Um, Pistol Pete. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Pistol Pete got me in a trophy truck, you know, and uh, sparked this love for like, you know, going fast and doing stuff. And uh, I was just talking to him because BJ Baldwin just drove out of here like 20 minutes ago. And he was asking me questions about Pete, you know, because he knew I used to race with him. Then, you know, I was racing a team and they pulled the plug, but they had a warehouse out at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And the owner of the company just kind of said, hey, like, you know, the building's there. I'm on hook for it. You know, I was building cars in my garage and on the side and stuff like that. So um, that prompted the opportunity. Like, I had a lot of good connections, you know, through racing and being in the industry with, like, King Shocks, Method Race Wheels, uh, Camberg, Total Chaos, a lot of these guys. So it was an easy transition to get into, and then it just kind of grew from there. And then basically, like, 
this overlanding thing took place, right? And massive. Yeah, one of my one of my customers came to me at a forerunner, and I remember like I was setting everything up to be like desert pre-runner and you know go hit trails or whatever, and it would work well rock crawling. And he shows up and he has me build this forerunner, and he invites me to Overland Expo. And I go to Overland Expo and I'm like looking around and I was like, wow, like there's some cool stuff here. Like I can turn this into an opportunity. And uh, we just started, you know, going that route. And next thing you know, you know, I went and bought a Tacoma and we started building that and we started adding more and more parts to it. And we built up this nice parts catalog, you know, so to speak, online, focusing mainly on Tacomas where I was primarily known for building, you know, like long travel tundras. And I was doing those like out of my garage. Well, what was we had at, at, Sean, Sean at Dubai. that point, Sean, at that point, what was paying the bills? If you don't mind me asking, were you working a day job somewhere or how were you funding this burgeoning, you know, business? Uh, stupidity. I just went for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like shout out to my girlfriend because she was she was the one that just said, like, look, you know, like you have a good following because I did like Instagram came about right in Facebook and I would post my Tundra that I built and it was long traveled cambered kit. And so somebody would reach out to me and say, hey, I'm interested in the same kit. And because I had a good relationship, I would be like, well, let me see if I could help you get that. And then I would make money off of that. And she was like, you know, like you're doing really good with that. You should do it. And then uh, I also had a, a guy who is a financial advisor who uh, helped me get my house. And uh, he was he was the guy who did the loan and everything for me. But he was like, worst case, you always have something to fall back on with the money that you're making doing all these side projects. So I was like, OK, cool. And so she pushed me and she was like, you should just do it. Like, what do we have to lose? And so I was like, OK, let's do it. And so, yeah, just kind of went full in. And to this day, like we're we're. We've been bootstrapped, you know, from the get-go. Like, I don't have huge overhead. We kind of keep it down. That's why I said, let's slow down on the big, huge warehouse. Um, but, yeah, really started. Lighting was nothing. just fluffing you up. <laughs> Lighting's yeah, 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 yeah. Light, light known well, as our industry fluffer. And I, he was I am the industry. Well, look, I look at rogueoffroad.com. It's rogue-offroad.com. And the amount of parts you have, unless you're drop shipping everything, which is entirely possible. A lot of guys do that. you got a lot of stuff. I mean, you have... Uh, everything you've mentioned so far is on your website, so yeah. I, I assume some of that is in stock. That's yeah, majority majority is in stock. But one of the things that I think separates us um, from a lot of people out there is if you're looking at most of those vehicles, like those are house vehicles. So if I'm talking to you about a Forerunner, we own one. If I'm talking to you about a Bronco, we own one. If I'm talking to you about a TRX. I have one and I'm building those. And so we learn, you know, what works. Yeah, but do you have a Jeep 392? That's no, a, I don't. Uh, <laughs> that's what Holman's got. So I'm the one with the, I have with one the TRX. At my disposal, All right. but no, this is lightning. I've got the TRX and Holman's got the 392. And both of us made a leap about a couple months ago where. I did that. I used his connection to get a, a, a TRX at a great deal, and then he used his connection to get a, a great deal on a on a three ninety two. And we're both like, "All right, this is the last hurrah of the big V 8s So yeah. we're just we're going out in in style. But 
That's great. So you're you're not just borrowing, you know, friends' vehicles. You're living it. You're like living with the vehicle, making sure that your parts that whether you're manufacturing them or you're selling them, that they work. And you're yes. you're you're beating the snot out of them. Yeah, and, and we pride ourselves in, into knowing like what we offer. We have like knowledge about. So if we're selling something, it's not just we're not just selling it because it's available. We're selling it because we've actually held it and and we've installed it and we know how it works. Um, and uh, again, th- we're not 100% on that, but it's one of the things like, you know, we focus on, we, we try to get everything in here um, beforehand to understand how it works. And just going back to being true enthusiasts um, and spending a lot of time building that and building vehicles, you know, it's, you know, it's late. I'm still sitting here in my office working. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, we are. What, what's it like to be a, a shop owner these days? Obviously, we just uh, went through a, a period where there was money was free flowing, interest rates were cheap, people had Benjamin's yeah. fl- you know, flying out, and then at the same time as all this money was out there, the supply chain issues hit, and nobody could get parts. And then you have the pandemic on top of that, where everybody's realizing, oh, off roading is something I can go do, get away from people, and build my truck and all that. So, how are things changing uh, in the last, you know, six months or so? And 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 what's it like? I mean, it, it can't be as easy today as it was a year ago, but. Everybody Definitely I talk to not. you still say that there's you know plenty of demand out there for for built rigs. Yeah, I, I mean the, the demand's out there. The scope, like the lay of the land, has changed. And, and I was talking to this with a lot of people during SEMA, and it's it's a whole different customer base that we're we have to deal with now. And I hate seeing it deal with because um, I just have no better way to put it. But there's so many people that aren't you know from different eras and aren't from you know a vehicular background that are diving into this so they have like they have no knowledge on on that and it's it's a different scope like the way they view things is more difficult but in the same sense like how you're touching on getting parts like not a lot of people understand you know, I still have, and I hate saying it this way because I don't want to shoot them down, but King Shocks, which is a great company, we deal with them a lot. So hard I to get product orders, right now. Yeah, I have orders from February of 2021 yeah. still in. It's you know, crazy. And, and I, like, I have somebody now that was mad because they ordered some parts on the website, and they're like, well, I added them to the cart, and I paid for them. Like, I shouldn't be able to do that if they're not available. And I'm like... You know, going back to like the mini truck days, like, yeah, that's how I used to work. Like, yeah, yeah. I waited six to eight weeks to get well. I, people are so stuff. used to instant gratification these well, days. Well, yeah. Amazon has changed the world. That's the problem. I mean, honestly, yeah. Amazon had changed the world. And I think that is something that the manufacturers, like, I, so I work, I don't know if you know this, I work for banks, Banks Power, Gale Banks. And, yeah. you know, it's really tough when you work for, a manufacturer, you see everything that goes into that part. And sometimes the smallest thing can hold it up. Like a King, it might be a a very small stainless steel fitting that they can't manufacture or can't get, or it could be a valve. Who knows? All these, it's a hundred parts on one of those kits, right? And the the end user doesn't understand that. The end user just goes on Amazon, buys something, and they're not really paying attention to 
when something is out of stock. Because Amazon will say, this item's out of stock, and then they'll feed you another one, right? They yep. won't. So they come to us at banks and like, hey, I want this thing. And we're like, well, it's going to be a couple months. Like, how is it going to be a couple months? Like, well, because we only offer one brand. We only offer banks, right? So I can't like go, well, you should go to this other exhaust company or this other intake company. (laughs) Like, no, I want you. I'd love to have your money. Would you, if you trust me to make this product for you and eventually get it to you, I'll take your money, but I'm going to sit on it. Kind of like you did with the magazines. You'd order, send a check away and hopefully it would arrive at your doorstep in a couple of months. Yeah. Like we're not, just people aren't, they've got this weird thing where they can't stand this out of stock situation, right? But that's yeah. the world we're living in. And, and you being a, a retailer, you're grappling with that. You're like, hey, I want to I want to take your money. I, I'm going to get you the product, but God knows when it's actually going to get to you. We've done our best to be honest with it. And we've done a few things to kind of mitigate that, which like not a lot of people like realize that we do that. But yeah, it's it's extremely difficult now you know, especially in the last six months, because like right now that that funnel of money is kind of gone. And so you have people that want to buy, but then they're also like insecure on where the economy is going. So to buy a set of shocks, let's say, you know, Fox King, Bilstein, Icon that isn't in stock. And you're like, dude, you got to get in line. Like the only way you're going to get this is you have to like commit to it. Otherwise, if I order 10 of those, guess what? 10 other people may commit to it. So you're going to go on the next round of when those show up and they don't grasp that. They're just like, well, call me when you get it in. And I'm like, usually we're sold out before <laughs> well, we I get had it that, in. Like, dude, I, I, I feel you. I had that call today where the guy's like, you know, I was going to get that because uh, we have a, a new intake for the uh, the Duramax, the 20 plus Duramax. And we've got some patents on it. And so everyone wants one. And they're like, and we've been backordered since I want to say May. And we've been you know, coming to market with or being able to supply people with them, but not as fast as we want. So we're always a few hundred units behind. We are yeah. actually catching up here. I think by uh, by the end of December, we'll be fully caught up. But like, they're like, well, I'll just wait to catch up. I go, you're, we may not. Like, you just need to get in line. You just, if you want one, I'll put your name on the list and you're going to get it January 10 or something. Like, oh, I can't wait. I'll find one online somewhere else. I'm like, no, you don't understand. We're the only source. <laughs> yeah. Literally, we're the spring at the top of the mountain that makes the river. Yeah. If you want to drink clean water? They're like, no, no, I'll just go, like, I'll go to another website who has them. I'm like, no, they're lying. They don't have it in stock. Yeah. They're just like, going to drop ship it for they're me gonna anyway. Drop, exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. they, have, they say they have it in stock. I'm like, they don't. So what's it like? Uh, are, do you deal directly with all the manufacturers or are you uh, caught up in any of this uh, Myers versus Turn 14 versus Keystone distributing now? Oh, the now 4 parts 4 parts thing. 4 parts just stole all of its... Uh, distribution centers from what i understand so it's, to... it's crazy you can't you can't log into their their wholesale as of like five o'clock anymore um wow it, it's, it, it's gone and so it's and for me it's it's surreal right because i that's the first wholesale account that i had so we, we should explain what, what we're talking about here. So f- most of you probably know of four-wheel parts for the retail stores, the brick-and-mortar stores yep. or 4WP.com. But, but they were part of a bigger company called Transamerica 
uh, parts. And they that so was a warehouse TV. distributor that if you decided you were going to pool up some money and open a a, a, a brick-and-mortar store or online store, you could buy parts through them for wholesale, right, and then resell them to your customers. And all of the off-road shops on the West Coast bought from Transamerica. Like, that was started around the same time, if not before, for, you know, four-wheel parts. Like, it, it was, they, they were in harmony, four-wheel parts in yeah. Transamerica. So, recently, Wheel Pros, which owns, like, 26 brands of wheels, so many wheels that you know, they purchased, you may or may not know that they bought Hoonigan. They also bought four-wheel parts, and in that acquisition of buying four-wheel parts, they got Transamerica. Didn't, they didn't, they got Transamerica. But they didn't want it. Right. So they sold Transamerica to Meyer, which is another distributor. big distributor. I think it was Meyer and Turn 14, right? So there's, so there's, yeah, yeah it's a, something weird going on. There. I don't fully understand. And I've made a lot of calls trying to understand it. But all the four wheel parts stores back in the day would buy their parts from Transamerica. That's the deal they yeah. had because it was part of the same, they company. Were the same company. Recently, all the managers now at the four wheel parts can buy from either Turn 14 or Meyer, or they can go direct. To whoever the manufacturer is. Yep. So it's kind of the Wild West. If you're a manager of one of the 120-some-odd four-wheel parts stores, it's just like you at Rogue Off-Road. You can buy from wherever you want now. So it's kind of – I don't know. It's all weird, and the people who deal with four-wheel parts are – they're trying to figure out you know, the lay and of the what land. what it means and, yeah, all this. And what it means for the competition, like Rogue. Like, because that, when that happened, I'm sure that sent shockwaves through, you know, through your office. I, I can't say the writing was on the wall, but we had a downturn in dealing with – Transamerica. And it was just when they were taken over by the previous uh, ownership, they changed some of their policies to try to focus more on profitability. It made it hard because they would cater more towards the stores and like stuff that I had good pricing on, they changed that. So I kind of veered away from them. But we do a lot of business direct with many of the companies. A lot of times it's good to have like the WDs as the backbone because they're going to warehouse this stuff for you. The hard part now is the lay of the land is like four wheel parts, this, this huge company that has tons of money, they are now kind of equalized to, you know, like you guys said, like rogue off road, so to speak. So now it's just a matter of like putting in orders at the right time and that whole scope, I don't want to release too much because then everybody's going to figure out how, you know, how to do it. And I'm just <laughs> going to give the blueprint away. Fair, right, but right. it's going to take more work now. And so it, it almost levels the playing field, so to speak, in some ways. You know, there there is some side effects. And it's just, you know, I was talking to the owner of King Shocks um, a couple shows ago at like Sandsport Super Show and uh, Off-Road Expo. And I was like, yeah, it's a weird time in the off-road industry with this going on, you know, in this transition, like, you know, as long as I've been in, you know, the off-road world, like they've been a staple of like where to get parts from and now that's gone. And so a lot of times we're transitioning. Certain companies were kind of exclusive with trans. And the other day I had to order a part and I'm like, I got to call this manufacturer directly because I don't know where to source this anymore. So yeah, there, it's, it's different and changing. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, in the next year or two, you know, how things play out and the, the direction that everybody goes, you know, turn 14, I know is excited because 
like a lot of the inventory they acquired from Transamerica. So all of a sudden, like stock levels I seen go up and talking with them because I work with them a lot. They're they're looking at inventorying more than they ever have before in that off-road you know, market where they initially started out as more like sport compact and European performance car market. Now, you know, they've kind of shifted sides where they have to take on this role um, to supply a lot of shops. Yeah. I mean, the off-road industry is big across the entire country. It's not just the, you know, the the Western states. Worldwide. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, worldwide. You know, like I know my sales rep at, at Transamerica, he had, you know, many overseas accounts, you know, and so, yeah, it changes the scope worldwide. Well, let's change the topic a little bit and and, yeah. and let's talk about, so customer hits you up and he's got a Tacoma Tundra and he's looking for upper control arms or looking for a shock package or whatever. He knows he wants to get a little bigger. He explains what he wants to do with the truck, but you've got a lot of offerings and I'm trying to figure out how you navigate what to tell the customer because those customers are our listeners so like they've they've got a new 22 tundra for example right the twin turbo and they're like i want like a a, a four inch lift because i want to get on at least 35s you've got a lot of offerings so is it about price is it about quality is it about like what is the determining factor that how do you lead this customer to the right product so he's going to be stoked on it and you now I'm going to spill the beans on how we work. But <laughs> so basically what we do is we key in on the main factor. What are you going to use this for? Because if you're going to be using this for overlanding, you're never going, you know, you're going to be a Starbucks pre-lander or whatever, you know, like you never leave the pavement. Um, we need to know these things because setting you up a certain way might not work for what you want to do. So this is where, like, again, us going into, you know, like I have a 2022 Tundra. So we've already started playing with that platform so we can advise people on like, hey, what should you get? Like, you don't need to do this. You know, like you mentioned, four inch to run 35s. Well, you don't need that. You can run 37s because I'm on 37s with, you know, an Icon Stage 2. So there's different avenues to go about it, but it's just figuring out what the consumer or the customer needs, wants, and also trying to work against all the myths out there of, you know, you don't need shocks with reservoirs because if you're not driving fast, you don't need that extra cooling it's like, well, well not, yeah. Not if you're overloaded. That ain't true. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, well, that's not necessarily right. Or, Correct. you know, on a Tacoma, you need an upper control arm if you're lifting over three inches. Well, that's incorrect as well. Um, so basically. No, what you need to... on a Tacoma is a load of rebound in your rear uh, shocks because nobody <laughs> makes enough rebound from the uh, from the factory the manufacturer to control the axle slapping into your c-channel uh rear frame with your two inches of up especially after you put stuff in the bed because you have 900 yes. pounds of payload your whole, your whole two inches of up travel <laughs> it's so bad if, if you're lucky you got two inches see so, oh, that's what she said yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. wide yeah so you know and the worst thing like i hate saying the worst thing but one of the things people always come, they're always trying to downplay like what they're going to do. And I'm like, look, you have to look at the whole picture and understand that you may say you don't off-road a lot, but once you do this, like 
it may create this transition to where you're out every weekend because oh yeah for sure you got to figure I've out I've seen that you need to build up some of these customer rigs sort of modularly uh, yeah. because you don't want them to feel like you ripped them off by putting them in something cheaper that they couldn't grow into so you have to figure out which one of these people are going to uh, enjoy it and want to keep the upgrades going. And so that's got to be part of your uh, – you're almost like a bartender. You have to listen to yeah. uh, their needs and then uh, tell them whether they like it or not what they uh, may or may not want to hear. Now, wait a minute. If, yeah, but if they if they get really drunk, do then they buy him parts too? Like they buy the bartender <laughs> drinks or does that not – Oh, I don't I think it works that way. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah, yeah, we don't have a liquor license here, so I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's it's figuring out what what they're going to need and the possibilities, right? Because I tell them, like, usually somebody comes in and they always start, you know, they think a a $600 kit is going to work as good as a $3,000 kit. And that's not always the case. But depending on how you're going to use it, that may be the case for that individual. Ah. So it's really figuring out again, and it's hard. Um, and that's one of the things that we work a lot with in the hard part, you know, it, it's going back to, like I say, I put out fires and, you know, the scope of the consumer is changing because a lot of people sometimes feel like we're trying to upsell them. If, if I'm telling them like, yeah, no, you don't want that $600 kit you want this and they're like yeah no and then they'll go somewhere else and some other shop you know like okay four wheel parts you know they walk into four wheel parts and that guy you know he's just like yeah let's let's do this you want it cool let's get it on oh this will work great for you and nothing against that guy he's trying to sell something you know which we all are but we're trying to sell somebody the right product not just any product and so we lose sometimes just because people are like, well, I didn't really feel like they were telling me everything right. And I'm like, I gained no benefit from lying to you. But a lot of times we win just because, you know, we have that knowledge and we're we're suggesting like, hey, you know, what about this? Like six months from now, if you decide you like off-roading or you decide you want a rooftop tent, guess what? That lift block and the, you know, the Rancho shocks aren't going to be a good option for you. You need something better. Where do you stand on performance accessories? So we've been talking a lot about suspension. I think people just assume that you guys are the masters of suspension out there in Vegas. But where are like, for example, I, you know, I'm Mr. TRX right now. American racing headers, two good by stuff. three inch mid-length headers for 21 to current Ram TRX, 20 to two, two grand, right? I don't yep. see, I don't see an EO on these, so I can't run these here in California. But you can if you take off your plates and run it off road. Oh wait, I didn't say that. No, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know uh, what? No, I don't think that would be good. But so I, I'm trying to figure out like where is is there any jeopardy to to selling that stuff? Or it, you're in Vegas, so it, it doesn't matter. I don't know how that how that works in a state that's not California where we are. You know, we have to, anything that's sold in California, we have to be, it's got to carry a car BO or someone's going to come knocking on your door. Yeah. So it's difficult. And, you know, a lot of stuff can't get shipped to California. Um, We sell a lot of like on the TRX, the uh, oil catch cans. And which is why people drive to you. So you don't have to ship them. 
Wait, I, yeah, did, I it, did not say that. <laughs> I'm just, that was a joke, but, people. Like, so, so the worst part, and I'll say this, you know, and I'm probably going to get in trouble is, you know, the worst part is somebody will like walk in and they'll say, hey, can you sell this to me? And then I have to tell them no. Like, because you asked me now, like, I have now knowledge that right. you know that this isn't correct. And now I know that this isn't correct. So I can't sell it to you. But yeah, I mean, th there's there's different loopholes. And it's it's an interesting time, again, that we're going through because a lot of this stuff is changing. And even here in Nevada, like, we don't have the CARB EO. But we've noticed on the performance side, um, they're monitoring things. And so if you have a vehicle that was tuned and the tuner bypassed uh, one of the monitors because they didn't want a check engine to pop up, whether or not like it's in compliance or not, sometimes they just do it for to, to make sure the customer is not going to come back. Well, all of a sudden now, those are getting recalled after they go through the emissions and they're saying, hey, you know, you need to bring it in for inspection. And then they're flagging those, and you have to fix that before you can drive that vehicle legally again. So performance is it's iffy, right? There's there's so many things that you can do, but there's so many things that you can't anymore. And um, that's why I love suspension because right now nobody's telling you you can't put 3.0 coil over on your Tacoma or on your TRX or you know your 392 Jeep. But you know, if you wanted, uh, <laughs> if you wanted a header system with you know race pipes that where you eliminate the the cat the catalytic converters, then that would be you wrong. know you can't do that. You know, you and not do that, people. No, companies are having to navigate through that, which makes it extremely difficult. You know, to figure out like who's who and why they're ordering these and not to get hemmed up in all this, you know, and not have, you know, the heartache of getting some of these fines that are going around for adding certain things, you know, so certain things we, you know, we've pulled off the market completely um, just because like we want to, we want to play it safe and not run into any issues. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think that the, uh, it's just, the diesel guys that are getting busted, right? But it really has gone through like Lund and the guys doing Mustang tuning and such. Yeah. And, and it really has hit so many people. I, I don't want to delve, delve too into this uh, because we've, we've talked about this a lot on the show, but I just, I wanted your perspective as a retailer because you've got stuff like, you know, uh, you've got pulleys and dampers and long tube headers and a lot of the stuff we can't get in California, right? And it's very- You're just jealous, Lightning. I am jealous. All right. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. candy. You know, it's like- it's, Hanging from the vine, I just want to pluck it off and just bite into it, and I can't. Well, I can't, I can't have it. No, I could move. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's Vegas, after all. It's an awesome town. With certain things, there's different ways, and I think it's it's up to the companies, the manufacturers to, you know, unfortunately, like, they're just going to have to pay the piper, you know, and, and get that carb EO. Stupid uh, piper. Yeah, and just go through those motions like we just did a hair up supercharger on a tundra and that's carbio they got the certification um they're working on the tacoma kit which we helped them develop a few years back and one of the reasons like i get hit up all the time like why isn't that available well there's a process and they want to do it right this way you know everybody could have it again it's one of those things like i mentioned before um it's an interesting time 
part of me doesn't like it, but we have to embrace that change that it, it's going through because they're, I mean, we can just hate it and be miserable, right? Or embrace it and try to work through it as best we can. Hey, listen, the, the uh, best way to make your vehicle faster off-road is not more power. It's better suspension. So you can, <laughs> take, true. You can take the uh, the crappy old engine you have now, put some uh, spend your money in the suspension and go uh, haul ass and, uh, and huck that thing uh, over all sorts of fun stuff and still have a great time. So, Sean, what's your favorite platform? You service, again, all of them, like uh, Toyota, Lexus, Ford, GM, Ram, Nissan, Jeep. If you had to pick one that you could only work on for the rest of your life or sell parts for, what would it be? Ooh, man. Wow, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to choose one: Toyota, Lexus, Ford, GM, Ram, Nissan, or Jeep. Um, I'm gonna stay with I'm gonna stay Toyota. Wow. Okay, yeah. because yeah, he likes riv- he likes rivets and C channel frames and drum so, rear brakes. Let let me let me <laughs> preface this with I love my TRX and I got a lot of hate from the Toyota community. When we we bought a Bronco and we bought a TRX and you know you get all the oh well sell out going to be hanging out at the dealer all the time right or you know all all the hate you know like that you could get from it like good luck that thing is going to break down on the trail and it was like look we need diversity we've been dealing mainly in Toyota we needed to change it up some again my first vehicle was a Toyota you know they've done a great job through the years on delivering good performance, uh, suspension wise, engine performance, stuff like that. And you can just use them and abuse them and they take it and they're easy to work on. You know, parts aren't as plentiful because Toyota owners are pretty frugal. So like a lot of stuff that could be developed just doesn't come down the pipe as easy, but it's a great platform. You're saying that Toyota owners just won't spend the kind of money that a TRX owner would? Is it different uh, psychology? The guy that's buying yeah. that, you say he's frugal, right? Whereas yeah. I guess a TRX owner is like throwing caution to the wind, right? Um, and I wouldn't really say throwing caution to the wind. But, for example, like years ago on the Toyota Tundras, we, we helped out with radiators coming out. And... You know, we we push that line and we were trying to push radiators and I would get the response from people like on Facebook. Well, nothing's wrong with my Tundra. It's cooling just fine. You know, and I was like, but it's really not. You have this analog gauge on your dash that doesn't tell you the actual temperature and the efficiency of the, the stock core just isn't there. It's simple science. Um, but these guys weren't jumping at the the bit to buy, you know, because it, they had no backing. Again, like you can drive a stock Toyota and it's going to run forever. So why am I going to throw $800 for, I don't even know if that's the price, but why am I going to throw $800 at a radiator when my stock one cools just as well? And I'm like, because you're in Las Vegas in the desert and you're off-roading, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, there, there's certain things like, there's a I hate to say a demographic or a stereotypical like consumer, but there there is where like Tacoma owners they'll you know a lot of them will just throw money. Tundra owners are a little more frugal. Toyota owners will spend a lot of time doing a ton of research where like 
a Ram TRX owner, they're like, oh, cool, that's shiny. I'll take it. Oh, um, that is uh, that's true. I see that. That's where I saw. Uh, what you. do you mean? You see that? That's you. No, I, that's I, literally but I, but you. I, but I saw that. So you see that in the mirrors. What I you see, mean? To say. I do see that in the mirror. So, like, I, I do a little bit of research, and I and I trust that the the guys making the parts. You know, I know what my company puts into you know the the labor and the sacrifice they put in to make really good parts, and I know that there are others that do that as well. So you've just got to sift through that. But you're right. When it comes to the TRX, it's a race to see who can mod them first and who can mod them more. It's 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 just yes. a, it's a flat out race, and the Toyota guys are like, nah, I'm gonna save up. I'll get the right one next year, whatever. And I think some of the TRX thing is like, I don't know how many of those guys are are looking to keep that truck very long. It's like to them, it's just a toy. They're gonna mod the snot out of it and then move on. They're gonna sell it and then mod something else. Because yeah. a lot of the guys who that are on the groups that you're on, uh, Sean, they're like. They're they're having a tough debate whether they should go buy the Raptor R. So they're not in it because they like the 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 TRX. They're in it because they wanted something fast and blingy. And um, I don't know how many are going to end up off road at all. Probably very very few. So I I do think you're right. It's a different demographic. It's interesting. So you have to navigate that as a as a shopkeeper. You know, as a store owner. Um, I, I don't think you have to navigate it. I I think you just have to. Well, for example, you, you got to, but you can't like, you can't seize the opportunity of uh, um, the, the Toyota guy. Typically, is not just going to throw a bunch of money at you like a, you know, like a Raptor owner might, right? Correct, and and, and that's not always the case. So I, I don't want to generalize and you know put everybody into like a category. No, no, generalizing but- is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like I just had a gentleman here, you know, with the Tundra dropped a ton of money on doing a full build, you know, more so than a TRX owner would because hey, there's more parts available um, where the TRX, you know, there's a couple things out there. You know, there's just not the plethora of parts just generally available for the TRX. You know, there, there is a give and a take, but there is a lot of. A lot of stereotypical views that you could put on certain owners of certain brands of vehicles. And I've noticed that throughout my years in the automotive industry. Like you can look at somebody and be like, oh, yeah, this guy's, you know, this guy's looking at this. And after talking to him, like, yeah, he's not going to pull the trigger on the set of foxes. Let let me see if I can uh, if I can help you out here. I'm going to describe a TRX owner. And You're going to you, describe me. And then you can tell me if this He's is true or not. He's going to describe lightning from the Truck Show podcast, right? Go for it. No, no, right. I'm good now. No, no. No, it's just I was going to, but uh, it's, it feels like it's wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and that's the bad part. Like, sometimes you'll feel bad because you're, like, categorizing, and it's like— No, oh, I don't feel not, bad. I don't feel it's bad. It's not in a negative sense. <laughs> it's just, again, like, if I produced an oil cooler, which I'm working on for the TRX, people are going to buy it. But if I do it for the Tundra, I now have to justify, like, why it works and, you know, why somebody needs it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Work. Like, yes, you, you have. All right. Here we go. This is why, okay. So, oh, geez. So, you. Okay. So, All right, we, do you have the uh, inter- lightning goes on a rant? So, uh, we're going to. I'm going to not. Drop. So, we're going to have this guy on the phone. I decided we're going to interview this guy. He makes performance parts. Everyone knows him on the TRX groups. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's a moderator, but he's all over him. We're gonna have him on. Okay. And I, it's gonna—it won't be a showdown. I just why do we only do TRX stories now? No, no, no. We're gonna do other. Okay. But, but he makes it. just for whatever reason. This guy makes 
Hellcat parts. Okay. Okay. Whatever, yeah. There's no data. There's nothing that goes along, and they're very. They're like eight grand for what this guy right. makes. Okay. It looks like he's selling as many as he can make, and there's no data. There's no proof. There's nothing. Again, you're jealous that somebody's making no, money. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It, it's can like can you do the drop about the really, 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 I'm really, going really to. long story? Uh, I can that do nobody that. Nobody that no one cared cares about. about. Yeah, I can do that when I'm done. <laughs> so, like, you're talking about like the 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 TRX guy who just wants to buy it. Wants to go just a little bit faster. No, don't need data. You, you need eight grand for this this kit. I'll buy this kit. The Toyota guy. Nope. He's gonna write out a thesis and present it to his wife on why he needs this performance part. You know how this can help his yeah. fuel efficiency a little bit. And the TRX guy's like, nope. Here's eight grand. Take it. He because the guy who made it says it is good. That's all he needs. Yeah. And this guy's killing it. And like, there's no data at all. It's bizarre. And you know who I'm talking about. I think, I, are, you, are you done ranting now? That's funny. I don't recall asking for a really, 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 boring story. My God. Don't you understand? No one cares. Thank you. That was awful. I mean, that was that was awful. It was lightning, 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 lightning. Oh my God! Lightning! Shut the f up! Shut up, lightning! Shut up! All right. Lightning! Shut! I will. He's telling Dude, you to shut up. That was painful. I get it. I get it. All right, All right. guys. I got it. I All got right. it. We've lost Sean. He's out. He's <laughs> like, no, what, no, no. what kind of I hack job show sure is you this? You guys weren't talking about me, you know, telling me to shut up. No, that no, was me. Was lightning. That was me. I was playing those for me. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. I'm not going to insult a guest like that. Come on now, Sean. need that. You're the man. He needs to hear that. I don't even know where we got off. He was talking <laughs> about parts that don't do anything that people spend a lot of money uh-huh. on. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I don't I don't want to say don't do anything, but for instance, in tunes, right? A TRX tune, who knows like what power it puts down. But if I try to sell a tuning module to somebody with a new Toyota Tundra, they they want they want data, whether it's like true or not. You know, they want to know like all this stuff about it, and then they're still hesitant. You know, like, well, what about warranty? You know, and it's just like, well, you can remove it and then put it back. And then, you know, the TRX guys are like, warranty, what's that? Who cares? Let's just add it. You know, and same with Jeep guys, right? A lot of Jeep guys are just like, okay, yeah. Warranty? Never heard of her. Throw them out the door. Let's let's put some Danas on there. (laughs) Exactly. like, Like, cut the frame. Go ahead. Put dual shocks up front. Um, you know, let's put that front bumper on that cuts part of the frame and let's add a winch to it and, you know, do all this other stuff. And, you know, they're not worried about it where, again, going back to what platform I choose, I love the Ram TRX. It's by far one of my favorite vehicles I've ever driven, but like the Toyota, Toyota platform is kind of where my heart's at. Fair enough. We respect it. Awesome. All right, so if you guys are looking for Toyota, Lexus, Ford, GM, Ram, Nissan, Jeep parts, or maybe anything else, Sean can get his hands on it, rogue-offroad.com. Or if you're in Vegas and looking for an off-road shop. Yeah, I mean, they can stop by. You're you're normally 9 to 5-ish, correct? Uh, 9 to 5 would be nice. Yeah, we're usually here from 9 7 to, to midnight. 6, right. 6.30, 7 o'clock, you know. But you, wanna, you don't want them knocking on your glass door at 9 o'clock at night, right? 
if I'm here, I do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, and and that's the thing. Like, we're not we're not a fly by hour type store. Like, I had a customer like, well, I don't want you to close, and I'm like, look, I'm not going to close and not give you your vehicle. Like, I'll call you even if it's midnight. You know, just be ready for that phone to ring and me tell you come get it, and I'll wait here. Let's be you honest. Know? As a uh, business owner, you're happy for that thing to leave, so you don't have the liability of it sitting in your uh, in your that's shop. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, come get or, it. The, the same thing. Like I'm happy to have somebody show up. You know, um, because again, like I came from nothing, right? Like I, I put this together. So if somebody calls me, you know, my girlfriend used to hate it. Like I'd get a phone call at two o'clock in the morning because it was. I had a customer in Japan and she'd roll over and she'd be like, are you serious? And I'd be like, yeah, he wants parts. I'm going to sell it to him. You know, like I got a mortgage to pay. Shut up. Go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Go back to bed. Yeah. Awesome. You know. Well, look, congratulations on the success, Sean. We, uh, we're glad you're doing the Lord's work out in Vegas, selling uh, some of our favorite brands. So, Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we will find you on Facebook. Or uh, yeah. Lightning will uh, try to uh, show you up on the forums. I'm not trying to show them up. No, nah, I mean we make very different. Actually, it's funny. I didn't even know that he sold uh, bank sports. <laughs> I was just I saw a pedal monster on the side. I'm like, hey, that's rad. Yeah, that's you yeah, should know, yeah. you should know cool. your customers, dude. I don't know all yeah. of our. Cu- I literally didn't know. So the pedal monster freaking rules, and some guys on TRXs are running them, huh? Which is yeah. kind of cool. Huh. Imagine that. I know, huh? Huh? huh. huh. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, they even I, work on Toyotas, right? Yeah, hell yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a buddy who like went by there and he did a video and he's like, you should sell these. And I'm like, I already do. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for uh, carving out some time for us because uh, we know it's late where you are and you probably want to go home. Oh, wait, you probably have a customer coming over right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> for that guy to come down the street and knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, Sean. Good wrapping with you. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, guys. Right, you got it. See you. Yeah. Bye. Alright, Dan, it's news time. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Yeah, that was good. All right, so we uh, talked about the uh, Colorado uh, pricing last week, mm-hmm. and uh, the GMC Canyon came out. It's uh, mm-hmm. starts at no. I have not heard thirty-eight thousand oh ninety-five. Oh, are we still doing that? <laughs> yes, of course we're still oh, doing that. Just, just <laughs> checking. Okay. Apparently, uh, Ford Super Duty Engineering Manager Aaron Bresky was talking with Ford Authority. And uh, said there's nothing limiting Ford to building a Super Duty Raptor. However, it depends on customer demand. If customers are saying, we like the Tremor, but where's the Super Duty Raptor? We listen to our customers. The revamped 2023 Ford Super Duty was introduced uh, recently with the 6.8 liter V8. And you can also get the 7.3 liter V8. Either of those would be rad in a ra- solid axle Raptor truck. Oh, my God. I think that I would think be way better than more diesel. more people would buy that than they would buy the actual Raptor, Raptor, the F-150 base. Well, then you got to remember the Tremor already comes with uh, 35s on it. You can get uh, a winch. You can get- The uh, Tremor has been a runaway success. The tr- it's a great looking truck. Yeah. It's probably my favorite of all the Super Almost got in right a race now. with one on the uh, 105 freeway on the way here. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good looking screen. I peered over and I could. Uh, he's got the big old screen in that new truck. You could tell it was a 22. Yeah, so you get the uh, front end lift, the tuned suspension, trail turn assist, 
uh, rock crawl drive modes, things like that. Uh, front limited slip differential in the axle lifted vent tubes. Uh, so what would a Raptor add? I, I would guess it would probably add... $80,000? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Have you seen price at Ford dealerships lately? It would probably add some really good suspension. So I think that that would be uh, a nice upgrade, and I'm sure styling and things like that, and maybe even a, a wider uh, fender blisters and things like that. And who knows, would Ford... They already have 37s on the Raptor. Would they put 37s on a Super Duty Raptor? That they would put 38s or 40s. I don't think they would do 40s. Don't think so? No, I don't think they're package protected for that big of a tire. Gotcha. Hey, can I ask a Ford related question? I need to pick sure. up a 22 or a 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've added 25 horsepower and I think it's 150 pound feet of torque, mm-hmm. something like that, from the 22 to the 23 with a 23 HO, the high output, because mm-hmm. everyone's got an, a high output package now. Mm-hmm. What's the wait time? On a 23. Any clue? I don't even know. I guess they're probably in production now. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I bet it would be... I'm just wondering... Four months? I'm wondering... Three months? Oh, see, I have to have one by January. Oh, there's no way. Unless can, you can find it on the Can lot. I have a 22? Do you think there's any 22s out there? Now would be the time to buy one. <sighs> I just think it's going to be tough to find one no matter what year I want to buy. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I know that there's plenty of them sitting in yeah. football fields in the oh, Midwest, well. but I don't know if they're ready for sale. Hmm. Uh, they're chipless. Well, not all of them. I think there's stuff coming back to dealerships right now. Right? I don't know. So I'm asking you. Hmm. If you don't have the answer, I'm going to have to, well, by the time you're hearing this, I've already called half a dozen dealers. Actually, I'm going to call Mr. Bo Bachman at Galpin up there in the Valley. He might be able to help you out. Yeah. If he remembers you and likes you. I just booked uh, Gail on his podcast. Why isn't he ever been on our podcast? He's got a new podcast called The Autopian. We've talked about having him here. He And by the way, I asked him again, and he said, no problem. Book it. <laughs> Can we make it happen? Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? Do you think everyone knows who Bo Bachman is? Uh, they might. Gas, Galpin Autosports. He did have a TV show and stuff, huge in SoCal. He's a dealership that uh, is is one of, if not the largest Ford dealership in the nation, and then also has a custom auto shop next to it, and they're big at SEMA and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And yeah, a, uh, a, a car nut that uh, loves tinkering. And as uh, to answer your question... No. No, I have not heard. Uh, the Honda Ridgeline outsold the Ford Ranger in November ah! 2022. <laughs> no, it did not. It did. No, you're a liar. That ain't true! Mm-mm. That's not true! Nope. So uh, the Ford Ranger Don't went from... Straight. That's right. No, seven... You're not wrong. You just may be less than right. You're a lying sack of shit. No, it didn't. I, I don't know. That's true. Yeah, it's just in not. 2021, the uh, Ranger sold 87,763. Yeah. And in uh, year to date, 2022, mm-hmm. 52,741 no. for a negative 68.9% change. Last November, they sold 7,839 units. Mm-hmm. This November, 2439. While the Ridgeline only lost 15% and sold 2,888. Besting the uh, Ford by about 450 units. This place blows. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the uh, Ford Maverick also bested the Ford Ranger uh, in November of 2022. The Maverick is cool. Selling 7,457. Y- you know who walked into my office today and demanded that we buy a Maverick? Gail Banks. Yeah. What? Mm. What? Why? Because he wants the hybrid. Why? 
Just for to drive around? No, he's like, oh, the iDash will show you all these cool stuff. We, no, huh? we need to like display all the stuff that Ford's not displaying. We need to get a Maverick in here. So, Stats. Uh, I'm like, what? Who Who year, are you? I don't even date, know you. Year to date, 2022, the Maverick sold 68,492 units Okay. to the Rangers 52,741. Ouch. Ouch. I actually would buy, I would rock a Maverick. I would buy the most base, base, base model as just a, a, a round town runabout. If you could get your hands on one. Which you can't. No, you can't. I really wish the Frontier had the like super base model like they did on the, the last generation. Yeah. Where you just get the King Cab four-cylinder with old five-speed in it. I remember driving that. I think I talked about it on the show. I love that truck. Just, just your basic white steel-wheeled pickup truck. I rocked that thing for a week, and I'm like, I could totally yeah, use this as my it's daily. Fun, and you, I yeah, would, you don't care. You don't care. You just no. drive it around. It was 19 grand. I was like, this is awesome. So good. So oh, good. And you know, you know, again. like Eibach had their their pulse on it. They offer both lifting springs and lowering springs for the same truck. For the Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people are doing that uh-huh. stuff. Hey, lighting, did you hear? No! Nope. I don't think so. The 2024 GMC Sierra HD production uh, is alleged to uh, start in February. Really? Yeah, and that's the uh, new redesign with that big old uh, cheese grater grill on it. It's a good looking Wait, truck. S- start again. You say the new? The 2024 redesigned GMC Sierra HD. Yeah. Which everybody's been waiting for. It was announced back in October. And, and this is the one with the new Duramax. The new Duramax and the new grill. The one where the new interior. General Motors asked Banks to take down the video <clears> where <throat> did the uh, video heard, about heard, the Duramax engine and they were not it. happy that we trumped their details. Uh, that's the one that has the L5P, which has been upgraded and still is called L5P, which I don't well, understand. It's like an L5P Gen 2. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I was hoping that we could call it Gen 2 enough yeah. that they would we would yeah. force Them General to, Motors yeah. to call it Gen 2. And, in no. fa- and you know what? They didn't have to because they made us take down our video. No. 470 <laughs> horsepower, 975 pound-feet of torque. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, 25 horsepower, 65 pound feet, and uh, the, that's going to be a stout, badass. Engine. The max towing figures are rated uh, 21,900 pounds for the 2500, and all the way up to 36,000 for the 3500 HD. And then everything gets backed by a uh, 10-speed, I believe, all the way through the uh, the lineup that replaces the old GM six-speed. So that's going to be a pretty cool truck. If you've been waiting for that or it's a Silverado Companion, still has the goofy mirrors on the door, but the rest of the truck is uh, absolutely gorgeous, including the centered steering wheel and new dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can expect those to start hitting dealerships probably around uh, early March. I miss my off-center steering wheel. Uh, so, no, I don't. Oh, can you? I want you to read this okay. text right here. This was from my uh, my buddy Todd. This is Holman opening up his phone. This is Todd Adamson. This is a real buddy or a fake nope, buddy? Nope, this is my friend. Okay. You can see it. And this is a text? From today. Okay. Starting at the top. This flipping wheel is offset and crooked. How did I not notice this? <laughs> Ugh. I can't believe it's crooked. <laughs> and here's you. <laughs> and then him laughing. And an animated GIF of Leonardo DiCaprio laughing maniacally. So that was my friend Todd who uh, we were talking and he's like, seriously, I keep forgetting to check my stupid steering wheel. I can't get that out of my head. I'm like, dude, they're all like that. He goes, it's not, it can't be that bad. I go, oh yeah, it's crooked and it's off. No, it's not. So today was his verification. He's like, you are literally going to make me sell my truck because I hate knowing this now. Yeah. It's a tough one. (laughs) It's a tough one. Luckily- the TRX is completely square. It's, it's right in the middle of your crotch, and it's not angled. But you know what's way the hell off, dude? Mm. Like crazy is uh, in my Mercedes. 
No way, dude. The Benz is off. Listen to me. I can't. No, no. Let me explain. Dead to me. No, it's no, it's straight on. Meaning, meaning it's right between your legs where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But it is full on to the left. Meaning your left arm stretches an inch further than your right arm. Your left. Yeah, they do that so, so fat so people's can belly in. can get in. So they can get in. Yeah, that's how the GM steering wheel is. Too. What the hell with that? I, yeah. I, I, it drives me. Yeah. bonkers. I could, I could never drive a vehicle like that. <sighs> hey, lighting. Did you hear? No. Uh, speaking Mm-mm. of uh, no, no GMC no. Sierra fifteen hundred no AT four X's no, no, no. Are we done? No. Yeah, go ahead. Jeez, <laughs> who was that? Tracy? Uh, what's his face? Morgan? Tracy Morgan. Yeah, tell him to stop. Okay. All right, uh, Tracy, cut it out. The GMC Sierra fifteen hundred AT four X adds a bunch of off roading goodies. New for twenty twenty three is the addition. Of the American Expedition vehicle tidbits on the uh, quote-unquote standard Sierra AT4X. And so now the AV version price has been announced. You uh, get the AV stamp steel front and rear bumpers with heavy-duty recovery points. And Wait a minute. These aren't the, the hot stamp boron steel. You get hot stamp boron steel mm. front approach skid plates. <laughs> you get the uh, grill with gloss black header insert bars with dark nickel accents, 33-inch Goodyear uh, Wrangler Territory MT tires. You get the five hot stamps boron steel skid plates. You get the race-inspired laser-engraved 18-inch AEV salt wheels. You get upgraded uh, AEV branding on bumpers, embroidered headrests, all-weather floor liners, and then available uh, off-road rocker panel protectors uh, to help uh, keep your rocks from bashing into your doors. Mm-hmm. In total, there's uh, 11 extra components over the AT4X trim with the AEV edition. Uh, this, of course, comes with the Multimatic shocks and the 6.2-liter V8. Uh, with 420 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque. Okay. And you can expect a starting base price of? Oh, starting base price. I thought you were going to ask me what the AEV bits were as an addition. Oh, base price. 2023 Series AT4X, uh, I think we st- stated on the show before, 80200 What's the AEV version? I was going to say it's about a 17 grand edition. So I'm going to I'm going to round up and say it's 99. No, uh actually 83595. Only about uh, 3 grand more. How's that what? That's a pretty good deal. How's that possible? It's pretty amazing. That doesn't make any sense. I know, but someone well, mispriced it. But 83,000 is a lot of money. I no, get it, but I like think that th- truck with 35s, I'd leave everything else alone. I'd just rock it the way it was with 35s. It'd be so perfect. And it's a great looking truck, too. They bolted all that stuff on for 3G? Yeah. What the hell? I know. It's it's uh, it's a value. Huh. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. Mm-mm. Nope. Don't think so. So according to our friends over at uh, TFL Truck, uh, Tesla has... It's a semi-delivery truck event in Nevada where they announced that PepsiCo, I think free, uh, their division Frito-Lay, took a uh, delivery of some uh, of their big semis. Mm-hmm. Frito-Lay, the chip company? Uh-huh. And uh, they said that the Cybertruck will use the new Mega Charger V4 technology and be the, become the quickest charging EV with a charging uh, capability of 1,000 kilowatts or 1 megawatt. <whistles> and this is also technology that's supported by the Tesla Semi. Right now, a fast charging station is around, like Electrify America, something like that, about 350 kilowatts. So you're almost 3x what a fast charging a station megawatt. is. megawatt. It sounds- That's wild. Dangerous. Well, it's using a new 1,000-volt 
uh, architecture system. Oh my so, God. which is the same as the EV semi truck, where most vehicles today are using a 400 or an 800. So they're going all the way to a thousand. I'm volts. not joking. Like it, when you hold the plug. In your hand. Oh, it's and you put massive. It, There's you, so much weight to the well, cable. N- not only massive, but it's going to have to be so shielded yeah. and then only activate when it makes a connection with the terminal in your vehicle. So for comparison, the current GMC Hummer EV is the quickest charging EV pickup right now. That has the 800-volt architecture I just spoke about, and that supports the maximum of 350 kilowatts, which is the fast charging stations that are out there now. Uh, rumor has it the Cybertruck is supposed to be starting production in a year from now, December of 2023. No kidding. So we'll see. It's interesting to uh, to see a date uh, attached to that. So that's uh, I think it's pretty cool. No, I, it's it's very cool. I this tech with that that kind of voltage is it's wild. I don't dude. think people you know who understands it. Lineman, they know it. Uh, Lineman and people who have been hit by lightning. Other than not, that, not you. I, but I don't know. I know that, but I don't think that the average person understands what a thousand volts means that kills you that's instant death that's death yeah holy that's crap a, that's a lot of power all right uh lighting did you hear i mean no 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 ram uh, continues to tease their new ram revolution electric truck and i believe that uh we will be seeing it in full in january uh, potentially at the CES show. Is that the first week of January? Yes, it is. So that is where uh, Ram will be unveiling their new uh, electric truck. And we've talked about the revolution before. We've talked about the range-extending uh, uh, platform capability. It'll be interesting to they see. They should have called it the revolution instead see, of the just revolution. just like the Evalanche. Yes, they should have called it the Avalanche. Rev- but right? they, you know what? I wonder if they had the band Revolution would have... Uh, there's a reggae band called Revolution. Well, there's also a Beatles song. They probably, you know. Revolution? No, that's Revolution. I know, but it sounds the same. No, but I want to say have Rebel. They should have been oh. Revolution. Well, why are you yelling at me? Because it's they should have done it. Why are you yelling Damn at me? Because you I know people at Ram. have anything to do with anything. Yes, you, you have everything to do with all of it. And do nothing. Hmm. Do nothing. Hey, uh, Lighting, did you hear? What? No. No. The 2023 GMC Hummer EV uh, offers a new off-road readiness package. What does that even mean? Exactly. Does that mean it's off-road adjacent? The uh, off-road readiness package uh, is- It's ready to go off-road when you buy all the off-road bits? It gets the GM RPO code PCH, which is uh, funny. Uh, The off-road readiness package includes the following uh, things. A spare tire jack and toolkit. Well, every come on, every car on the road has an off-road jack and toolkit. Why are you angry? I'm just reading the news. I know, but that's silly. I haven't even gotten to the rest of it. That's like saying, this one has seats. All right, mute yourself so I can get through this part of the uh, news. <sighs> mute yourself. Nope. Slide that all. Thank you. Got all right. it. All right. All right, the off-road readiness package comes with a spare tire jack and toolkit off-road uh, recovery kit, a spare 18-inch black spare wheel with machine accents, 18-inch spare tire, bed-mounted vertical spare tire carrier, and tire pressure monitoring. Is that the sound of the Hummer going through the wilderness because it makes no noise? No, it's all the people that care. All right. Are you uh, done pouting over there? <laughs> yeah, ready to go. All right, one last uh, GM news. Man, they're just making all the news right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. No. I like how you played that before I asked you if you heard. <laughs> yeah. You're falling apart over there. No, the reason no, I did it you're is I've falling got, apart. Listen to me. What happens I is- can't listen to you anymore, just like people on the show. <sighs> I have to. We have to end this soon, but we can't because we have voicemails. Yeah. 
Listen, so in addition to uh, GM uh, backing off their full EV thing by saying, oh, we're going to do some ice for uh, our uh, new medium duty and pickup trucks and heavy duties and things like that. By the way, did you notice uh, Mary Barra wasn't the one who made that announcement? It was Mark Royce. So she made the, oh, we're all into That's TVs. exactly what happened last time. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't even backtrack herself. She had uh, Mark Royce do it, which is like kind of like, really, I dude? think the exact same mm. thing happened last time when she said, we're going to be right there in yeah. 2035, no more ice. Yeah. And then Mark Royce said, oh, for all oh, you guys yeah. who want uh, the Duramax, yeah, well, you're good. the world's most popular yeah, 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 V8 diesel, diesel right, we're right. right there with you and we'll make them until you until stop you buying stop them. By, yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, GM is apparently developing a variety of new propulsion technologies, including a new hydrogen fuel cell tech. And so if you uh, were one of the people that joined my hydrogen discussion and my moderation panel at SEMA, mm-hmm. there was some very interesting information about uh, how hydrogen could replace gasoline and diesel and how it can run in internal combustion engines and things like that and uh, had a great conversation. So it looks like the general is currently working toward the development of some of that tech uh, with a mix of hydrogen and large electric batteries in a ICE vehicle. I guess I wasn't promised the audio, but I was told that there is a really good chance that I can get the audio of that panel you were yeah, uh, we hosting. Need, we just need to email uh, Gary and see where that exists, where that lives. Because I don't see why they wouldn't share. To me, yeah, that's I, good publicity I, I for think, everyone, and I it was it a be fascinating a, conversation. I think we should see if we can get that for the Truck Show podcast. All right. I'd love to see it. So. Yeah. And Are we going to be held accountable for all the crazy things we say? Yeah, probably, but I think uh, since that's the case, we should let other people say some stuff. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Lightning rod, whole shot. This is Rich and Halter. Hey, listen to the last podcast, and the question uh, came up whether or not we're still listening. The reason most of us are still listening past the point of when you think we're listening, because it's like that first date fart. You hold it as long as you can, and you just make it through the first date. You barely eat just a little bit. You're making it, you're making it, and you say goodnight to her. Kisses some sweet nothings, and you move on, you get in your truck, and you freaking let her rip. <laughs> and that's the funniest part of the whole date. That's the one part of the whole date. Luckily, I don't have to date anymore for a long time, but that's why all of us listen, because you two let the fart out at the end. You giggle, you laugh, you say some weird shit. That's why we listen. Also, super excited about hearing the uh, review of your uh, new 392, Holman. Can't wait to see it in person. Can't wait to see the uh, T-Rex in person. And hoping to get the uh, 72 done for the next Mojave meetup. Um, happy to be a part of that group, and, and uh, great to you guys got me into it. Have an awesome, awesome day. Five stars as always. Keep up the good work, the mediocre work, the decent work. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Mediocre work. I mean, that's how a, do you not love Rich? That's about right. Hey, Lightning and Holman, all Utah calling for the first time. Wanted to let you guys know I saw a truck full of uh, Amazon delivery vehicles that were powered by Rivian. Yeah, you're talking about uh, electric trucks on the last episode of Listen to so I did, thought I'd give you guys a call. Keep up the good work and five stars. Keep them be- parameters mattered. Five star review! Five stars! Master, monitor, key engine, parameters. 
Yeah, so those are the uh, the new Amazon delivery vehicles that are on the Rivian ch- uh, chassis that are built by Rivian. So I'm starting to see a ton of those things around uh, my house because we just had a uh, Amazon distribution center built nearby. And uh, they are puppy dog cute for delivery van. Someone sent us the, what's the uh, manufacturer out of Santa Monica? C- 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 Campo? C- C- canoe. Canoe, canoe, yes. Those are puppy dog cute. Those are weird. It's like a Tylenol capsule. I know uh, our friend Ray wants us to have canoe on the show. I think they're actually out of Torrance. Torrance, uh, close enough, but, South Bay. But yeah, we got to uh, we got to reach out and see uh, if uh, canoe is the on. one where you don't actually own it, right? It's like uh, just yeah. A, yeah I don't understand the whole model like a rental it's, thing yeah, or whatever. You don't uh, you just, just trade just it like to your buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't anyway, get it. Yeah, hmm, strange. Lightning and Holman. Just trying to figure out what this uh, like personal embargo on what's going on with the podcast is. Uh, there's some little hints here and there. You need to build the place. Holman said something about like, well, one of us at least has a job. Got some things in there about possibly some like maybe Motor Trend not being a part of it anymore. So are y'all like? Holman, are you are you like not going to be with Motor Trend anymore? You going out on your own? This amical breakup. Either way, I just I just hope that the truck show keeps going. I mean, it's been been years of this being a weekly thing, and uh, I just I don't know what I'll do with myself if uh, I don't have you guys to listen to on uh, like Monday mornings. So anyway, don't break my heart too much, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. We can't say, but one thing is for certain: you will not miss any stop truck show podcast. Listening to us, <clears throat> yeah. No, you will not stop listening to us ever. What? The truck show podcast will continue regardless of uh, what what happens. happens. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's well, no, no. I don't like true. that. I don't like that. No. I, I think uh, what do we let? Wait tra- a minute. That makes it sound like something bad is happening. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's no, this I don't is like a it. new dawn. You know how you go to bed at night and like the, the you know the sun sets and before bedtime you brush your teeth after you had a big meal and you're mm-hmm. full and you're like. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a little TV and you just drift off and then you you have a weird dream and then you wake up and it's a new day and you're kind of dazed and confused because you had this weird dream happen to you. Now, but did I eat so much last night yeah. that it actually made me hungry in the morning? Yeah, and then so you're while you're uh, having your breakfast burrito, uh-huh. you're trying to figure out what was real and what was not. But the birds are chirping and the sun is shining and like some fresh rain fell overnight and you're staring out the window and you're like. I feel weird inside because something's not right. Uh-huh. And I I it's it's weird. And I can't remember if what happened to me like I was abducted by aliens and it was real or if that was in my mind. Did something do, do we off. know the person that we woke up next to? Did we wake up next to anybody? I don't know. Oh. All I'm saying is you're alive. It's yeah. sunny. Yeah. Birds are chirping mm-hmm. and you're ready to, to to tackle the day. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> okay, me either. <laughs> Hi, this is a message for Lightning. I am calling not regarding trucks, but you were talking at length about your Mercedes-Benz and the coolant temperature light blinking and taking forever to warm up. I will tell you that on some of the AMG models, it also monitors transmission and rear differential temperature and will try to alert the driver that those items are also not at temperature before you romp on it. So take it easy on the AMG until the light stops blinking. I know it's not truck-related, but to make up for it, I'm sitting in my 2007 Lexus GX470 lifted, bigger tires, total mall crawler. I'm actually at the Starbucks drive-thru right now, so i got to go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sean from Las Vegas, by the way. 
Hey, that's awesome. All right, so obviously a 2007 uh, GX470 is a great platform. That is uh, basically a Forerunner or a Prado with a V8. And was affordable and now no longer such. Oh, uh, fairly affordable. You think so? Yeah, yeah, you, you can get it. I don't know, it. man. It's like a run on those things. Well, it's anything, you know... Land Cruisery, Toyota Off Road. Land Cruisery? Yeah. Is that a uh, thing? Dude, Land Cruiser prices are wild right I now. I know. They're all lumped into the same thing. So, do you think that who, uh, oh, by the way, excellent information. We love that you guys will share with us stuff that's not in our wheelhouse. So, that will make Lightning understand that the light might be his. This diff needs no, to be No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that, but right. I basically, as soon as I read, hey, don't get on it hard until this stops blinking, I followed the directions. Um, I'm, I can only hope that the previous two owners uh-huh. followed the same direction. But. So do you think he did that deal? Did you see the meme where it's how to order for your wife at, uh, at Starbucks where no. the husband recorded his wife? And then when he got to the, the, the window, it was like a... You know, double tall, groundy, macchiato, whatever. And like he just held his phone up to the speaker and he just smiles at the camera, like, yeah, that's pro tip. That's how you do it. Because I don't know how to order coffee. Just, I'm not a coffee guy. No, I don't. My wife. I don't like Starbucks at all. My wife will get. The food is super lame. And she'll get on me about something. I'm like, you spend $6 a freaking day at Starbucks. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Leave me in my gas guzzling. 392 to myself, okay? Just leave leave us alone. But I, see, I'm not even, a, I'm not a coffee bean and tea leaf guy. I'm not, I'm a, not, I'm a, not hot, a coffee guy at all. Not at all. No Man. tea either. Don't go, oh, you got to try tea. No, no hot drinks. Yeah. Douchebag. All right. Uh, you want to uh, read a few emails before we- Did I just uh, call everyone who likes coffee douchebags? Maybe. It's, uh, we, we've ignored you <laughs> by now. Uh, it's ac- Lightning being accidentally uh, offensive. offensive. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I think we should try and you know blow up this popsicle stand, but uh, read a couple short emails first. We'll save the long ones for next episode. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right. In order for Lightning to read one, he's going to need to be handed. Oh, you threw it on the ground. You couldn't catch it. I can't help you. Hold on. It fluttered all the way to the ground right past me. All right. Uh, subject line, speaker upgrades from Luke. Wow, look at this last name. Santo Buono, I think is his last name. I here. don't think that's what it is. Let me Santo see Santo Buono. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Santo Buono. Oh, okay. Well, I was close-ish. <laughs> I was in the ballpark. I was in the parking lot outside the ballpark, uh-huh. but I was close enough. Uh-huh. Hello, Lightbox and Hole Digger. <laughs> Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. Why is that funny? I don't know why that's so funny okay. to me. Lightbox right. and hole digger. Okay. <laughs> I was looking at upgrading my speakers in my 2020 Colorado ZR2. I have the upgraded factory Bose system blues, which I'm not Did much. You say of an Bose blows? Yeah. No, it's Bose. No highs, no lows. That's true. Yeah. I uh, says which I'm not much of an upgrade over stock, and it leaves a lot to be desired. So I wanted y'all's opinion on what speakers I should look at getting because there are so many options. I have in mind the JL Audio C2 lineup or the Infinity Kappa series. What do you all think? And let me know. Thanks. Also, will Banks ever make a bigger version of the iDash? Because I love all of it has to offer, except I want a bigger screen. As always, five stars and lower the suckage. Five star review. Five stars. Lower the suckage. So, Luke, um, I really like the Infinity Kappa series. They've got great clarity. I think the issue with Infinities is that they don't have a lot of output in comparison to the JL Audio C2 line. 
I'm a new convert to jail. I, I've been very happy with my subs. I don't have as much experience with the separates. I have a lot of experience with Alpine. I like Alpine a lot if you look at the, uh, the R series. But I think if you're going for the creme de la creme, you step into Focals. Uh, they're going to cost you more, but when you're talking audiophiles, it's all about Focals. So I don't know what your budget is, and uh, there's some brands for you. All right, I got this one from uh, John Segal. Says, uh, I always, when he emails us, I assume it's Segal, but I think we always mess it up. So we suck at reading people's names. Oh, by the way, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. All right, John says, uh, headlights and snow. Hey, Lightning and Holman. This is John from the west shore of Lake Tahoe again. I keep writing in because you guys keep touching on topics that are near and dear to me. Yes, headlights must and do create enough heat to melt snow and keep them clear when it's really coming down. I have to pull over every so often to clear the snow from the sides and bottom of my windshield so there's more room for the wipers to do their job. I absolutely love driving in burly, snowy conditions. I know you would too, Holman. That's true. It's best when you're cruising around your very capable Rick feeling smug. I got out my tow strap and drug a chained up a front wheel drive car about half a mile up deep snowy neighborhood roads to his house yesterday. Only after I drove around him for a second time in my conscience got to me. Ha! Just saying you guys would love it. And headlights uh, absolutely melt snow. Here is the uh, Rebel with the super siped out studded snow tires on it. It's hard to imagine a rig that's more confident, inspiring than this one in snow. It grips and it rips. Keep mounting those parameters. Long version, please. For those seeking a monitor, only the brand new GTX Watchdog is now available for Dodge Cummins and has a full 5-inch color display with a captive touch. It's quick to start and magnetic mount allows you effortlessly mount your monitor key engine parameters right from your dash. And uh, take care, brothers. I haven't heard that one in a while. It's funny. Her just her the the the, uh, the inflection where she puts the accents is just freaking awful. Her, her awesome. So, her placement of uh, syllables. I wish is we would great. have found her. I really do. This one's from uh, Trevor. So, oh, by the way, on the whole, like uh, melting snow with your headlight thing. Of course, I know it's possible. Oh, stop backtracking! No, I'm not read backtracking. The story. Stop Re- for a second, read guys. Read the email. I know it's possible. I just didn't know people relied on it. It's not. Doesn't make it better. Just read the email. <laughs> Trevor says, "Hey, I'm gathering Holman's uh, group has been axed with the closing of Four Wheeler Magazine. Do we need to go to a subscription-based platform to keep the show going?" I pay $8 a month for Jocko's podcast, and I listen to it way less than your show. Or do we need to start a Kickstarter to get you new equipment and back on your feet? Yes, I mean, yes. there's inflation <laughs> everywhere, so why not start paying for something that used to be free? Mm. Thank you, Trevor. Um, so I hadn't thought of a subscription model. I kind of like that. Five, five bucks a month? That, that could pay the The bills. Mark my words, the Truck Show podcast will always be free. Parts of it. Uh, I don't think we answered his email I don't care All right, uh, we got this one from Andrew Grote says headlights need to melt snow a Canadian's perspective wow you really just (laughs) struck a nerve I just I understand (laughs) hello lightning and holding I was hey come on guys stop talking over Andrew he's trying to get his point across to you lightning maybe if you listen more than talk you would uh, learn something Uh, I was listening to your most recent podcast while plowing my yard from a quote-unquote mild snowstorm that left eight inches of snow in its wake when I heard your shock that headlights need to be able to melt snow. I couldn't have been more wrong in every single way. 
Ah, oh, God, again, again. I know they can melt hey, snow, hey, but hey, uh, do hey they, did people rely Andrew on that feature? Grote is trying to speak, Lightning. You need to listen to him yeah, yeah, and not sure. talk over him. Yep, whatever. He says, I figured I should chime in on the subject as I have a bit of experience. In the 28 winners I've experienced so far, many new vehicles have LED headlights, and I wouldn't be surprised to see more recalls about this going forward. Yes, Lightning. Recalls? Why? Because they're, it's a safety issue. They're not melting snow. Haven't you been party to this? They're not meant to melt yes, snow. They are. No, they're not. This is why our listeners no. will continue God to write. Damn it. Listen Truck to me, guys. At Stop, it for Stop just a freaking second. It's a byproduct uh, of an incandescent lamp that gets warm, and you guys have relied on it to melt snow. That's not what they were freaking for. It's to light up the goddamn road. I get it that you rely on it. That doesn't mean that that's what it was made for. It's to cast light on the road. The, you just happen to rely on Why the fact that yelling? it warms it up because Why are you they're accusing of me. <laughs> it's just it's a freaking light. Stop. It's a light. Stop. Andrew wants to get his point If you want to melt snow, put a heater yes, out in the you glass. Yes, snow and ice off your headlights, and we do this when we first start up our vehicles. However, once you start driving in these adverse conditions, it becomes impractical and unsafe to stop and clear the headlights. As you drive through the deep snow, bashing through one to three foot snow drifts on the highway, that sounds fun. He says, yes, it is as fun as it sounds. The snow likes to stick to the vehicle. Depending on the temperature, usually between a balmy negative 5C to negative 10C, it can stick rather quickly, too. The last thing you want in these conditions is for snow to stick to your headlights, blocking off light, then you'd be stuck on the highway, not able to see anything, so you can't safely find a place to pull off the road, and other drivers can't see you stopped in the middle of the highway. Kind of a recipe for disaster. In case you think I'm exaggerating, I've attached a picture of my forerunner after a drive home from work one evening. You can see the vehicle is coated in snow and ice, yet my halogen lights are clean. Anyways, thanks for the great podcast. I've enjoyed listening every week until Lightning started yelling at me in this episode. <laughs> no, every week since episode three. And look forward to future episodes. I get a strong hint from the last episode that you guys won't be with Motor Trend and that Sean might be I changing jobs. I don't know where he got that impression. Thanks for leaving us on that cliffhanger. Excited to see what the next chapter of the podcast is, and we'll continue to support you along the way. Andrew, the snow-loving Canadian, and P.S., you Californians are missing out on the snow driving experience. It really is a blast. Blombing through snow drifts and around, uh, drifting around empty snow-covered parking lots. I have tons of fun in my Forerunner and Scion FRS in winter. And, yes, I some of my most fun times uh, breaking trails in Oregon with, like, two feet of fresh powder on the trail was awesome. With, like, the Jeep tires hanging out, like, six inches past the fender well, uh, the, the fender flares, just having, like, 12 feet of snow straight up in the air was awesome. And all my trips to the Midwest and Detroit and, you know, uh, I, I think uh, Jason Gonderman, me, and a couple of the guys were at the auto show one year. And there was a massive uh, snowstorm that came in overnight. And the entire freeway to Detroit from, uh, like, the airport, which down toward, uh, I can't remember if it was 94 or 96, I think it's 96, is, like, in a sunken section of, like, it's under, it's below grade, I guess is the best way to put it. So it was basically like a foot of snow through there. And when it snows, people can't find the lanes. So whatever the lanes happen to be is what it, so I'm in a Ram 
3500 Cummins 4x4 Dually. Yes. And that's what we were driving. That's the ultimate. And we were nothing stopping it. We were drifting on the uh on ramps and overpasses and stuff like that the Cloverleaf, you just go from one side of the freeway to the other. Yeah. And just ke- keep catching them. Oh my god, and that ram and the Cummins, you could hang it. The wheelbase was so long, it was so forgiving. Four-wheel drive, you just hung it, just perfect throttle and steering input, and it drifted sideways the entire on The only problem is oh. you don't know where the guardrail is. You could just... Yeah, you know where it is. Okay. You, when you hit it. <laughs> exactly. Let me just say... Not everything comes out just right. Well, okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. Right. Upcoming suspicious move is a subject line Why from it be Peter T. Suspicious. Lightning in homeless. Oh. Listening to the latest episode with the not-so-subtle hints about a studio move. The timing is interesting since I saw a notice that my four-wheeler print subscription is coming to a close. Correlation? Causation? Hmm. I'm sure you've got plenty of prospects if a job change is in your future. Once the dust settles, or while it's settling, I hope you're both able to keep the podcast going as much as possible. It's the podcast I always make sure to catch at the start of the week. And it's my most consistent listen. Wow, thank you. Whatever the future holds, thanks for the entertainment and education. The podcast has been a big motivator in my projects and a companion on my commutes. Keep mounting those parameters. Mounter, monitor, key, engine, parameters. Again, guys, it doesn't matter uh, what kind of hints we're dropping. The podcast is not going anywhere. I can tell you no, that that's not much. True. Okay, the podcast will continue being posted for you to listen to. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do what? You're you're listen, you're leaving just, them up in the uh, air. Let's there, not. That's uh, not cool. There's there will be more truck show podcasts. If, if there's listen now, it's going to have a different host and a different home, <laughs> right? But that's and, and a different name. <laughs> listen, uh, all we can tell you is nothing right now. It's it, uh, it's the they, schmuck show podcast uh, with with a uh, tightening and hole shot. You know what? That I know. Do you have the Let's Talk Trucks jingle? You can find. You should find our uh, our new project. Uh, play the jingle for our new podcast, Lightning. People want to go off-road, so they better have that four-wheel mode. Others need to carry a load, or something else that's got to be told. We don't care if you drive a heat. We don't care if it's a brand new Jeep. We put the G in the GMC. Aw, shucks. Let's talk trucks. Jingle for our new podcast. Nah, 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 <laughs> no, nah, we're nah, just messing nah, with you. We're guys. messing with you guys. It still is the Truck Show podcast. No, 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 I have one more. Oh, you got one more? Oh, yeah. stop. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Yeah, do it. Do it to it. Listen, this just came in. I have to read it. Fresh, hot off the press. Hot off the press. Right off the newswire. Literally came in right now. Okay. Waffle House versus Denny's from uh, Steve Whitehurst. Hmm. Wait, let me let me guess where he comes down. It's got to be it's got to be a Waffle House fan. Denny's is where people go that can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Okay, well All right, done. in this thing. All right. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. It is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We ain't going nowhere, and neither Unless should you. Unless we are. No, we're, we're staying right here.
the truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. Well, maybe not right right here. We are staying right here. In their cars. No, in their car speakers. We're going to be talking to you through these very microphones. Uh, we, I mean, these microphones are coming with us. <laughs> we're not going anywhere, I thought. No, we're staying right here. Uh, hey, listen, <laughs> if uh, you guys uh, want to keep supporting the podcast, then I need you to go out right now and buy yourself a new Nissan truck. Do, do it today. That's how committed you need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Forget Patreon. Forget subscription services. Just go. Every, if every podcast listener bought a brand new Titaner Frontier, we would be set. Nissan would uh, would re-up in perpetuity. They would buy our studio for us. That's, wait a minute. <laughs> they would give us our you, you just a van. Dropped, you just dropped a nugget. I'm No, I'm saying if we needed that. If we needed that, yeah. Listen, we love Nissan trucks. You should love Nissan trucks because you love the podcast. This is circular uh, thought, by the way. We love trucks. You love podcasts. We love truck companies that support podcasts that you love. Therefore, you should love the trucks that support the podcast. So go out right now, NissanUSA.com, your local dealer, whatever it is, build a price, mm-hmm. check it out. Get yourself a Frontier. Get yourself a Nissan Titan, a Titan XD, industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles on the Titan. Listen. That's right. Do that, and then send your proof of purchase to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. So, so we can that forward we, it to the you know, we can forward company. it to the people that matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the other people that support us are uh, Banks Power. Mr. Gail Banks is, uh, sends a check over to Holman every quarter and says, hey, I got some stuff I want you to talk about. And uh, that one of those things is the Pedal Monster. It makes your car or truck a whole lot more fun to drive. So many vehicles on the road have just so much pedal latency. You slam on the pedal, and it's like one, one thousand, two, one thousand. And then finally it goes. If that's your vehicle, then you need a Pedal Monster. Head over to BanksPower.com, type in your year, make, and model, and grab yourself up a brand new Pedal Monster. And don't forget, when life gives you a bunch of... uh Lemons? Excrement. Excrement. You need to shovel it with something, <laughs> and uh, the shovel that comes to mind for us for taking those uh, on those big loads uh-huh. would be the uh, the Delta from Demos. I thought you were going to associate. Uh, no, I wasn't going to associate that with digging a cat hole in the desert. But I am talking about moving things when life gives you stuff that isn't great. I would say if life gives you lemons. You can hit just, them with a shovel. You, you know, you, you you can crack them open with the demos because they're so sharp. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can squeeze them, and you can. Uh, it keeps you from from getting a uh, gangrene, scur- scurvy, scurvy. Oh, scurvy. scurvy. Yes, yeah, I guess exactly. gangrene is when your limb is about to fall off or something. No. Uh, listen, our friends over at Demos want you to finally get that shovel that you've been dreaming about for so long. You have been looking at DemosProShovelTools.com. You have been, and going, if you haven't, you should. You should. Be. You should. If you have a truck, you're like, I really need a shovel, and I don't want to carry my Home Depot shovel that's just going to crack in the middle of nowhere and, and leave me with- your Home Depot the, shovel's five and a half feet long. Yeah, it's a waste I need of something space. compact. And then you found Demos, and you're like, I want that shovel. And then you're like, man, if only it were 10% more affordable, <gasps> I would be in on that. Well, Wait a minute, hold friends, on. Are you aware? All right. For you shovel lovers out there, those people who want to be shovel lovers, but you just haven't been able to pull the trigger- Is that a thing, a shovel lover? Heck yeah. Have you held a Demos in your hand? It's an heirloom quality shovel that will last you the, the rest of your life. Do I you think. caress it and rock it like a baby? Listen, if you go to my Instagram right now, at Sean P. Holman, mm-hmm. you can see the shovel in action because I did a little video on there, a little Instagram reel. Should and I be afraid? See, no, you can see how lovely the shovel is. And then okay. you can go, you know what? If only it were 10%, well, we got you covered. 10% off truck show discount code at checkout from Demos Pro Shovel Tools. So now's your time. It's before the holidays. Get one for yourself. Get one for dad. 
hey, get one for Santa, because God knows he's got a lot of coal to shovel before uh, Christmas Eve. And you know what? Nobody ever gives him anything but cookies. See, when we give him a shovel? He's got a lifetime warranty. It's something that he can compactly fold into his sleigh, take with him, and it'll last forever. And it's really good for cleaning up reindeer poop. <laughs> hey, you idiots. If I had a shovel, I would smack you over the head for every dumb joke. It's no wonder you're looking for a new job. Ouch. <laughs> Savage. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm looking for a new job. I'm looking for a new podcast studio. <laughs> and a new job. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. We put the G in the GMC. Aw, shucks. Let's talk trucks.